coming this summer. One is a right-wing conspiracy theorist. The other, a politically correct gay black man. Both well past their prime had they been a woman, but after being fired from their jobs, on the same day they found themselves sharing a common lawyer and a common enemy, the news. This summer, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon form an unlikely alliance to bankrupt CNN and Fox by any means necessary. And this time, neither of them are looking for change. They are looking for big bills, ideally in the form of a bank transfer. Because when life gives you lemons, it's time to get lemon paid and leave the wallets of both stations a little tuckered out. You will laugh, ha ha, when Tucker finds out Lemon is a card-carrying member of MGTOW. What is that? Men That's going their own way. It's a popular <laughs> subreddit. It's Danny's organization. It's a gay group? And you'll wince when they accidentally touch hands, reaching for the same red bow tie. Doing a job they both secretly agree only a man can do. Watch a patron and an activist storm the capital. The capital C, capital N, capital N, capital F, capital O, capital X. That took way too long for how funny it was. <laughs> Jussie Smollett and Edward Norton star in No News is Good News. Welcome to the Boys Cast. The Boys. The Boys The Boys Cast with a very special guest that has been years in the making. I will say that uh, this is, uh, I always say that, I feel like you have a philosophy of helping people more than most comics. So the I, if you do things, I'll, I'll do three podcasts I don't want to do for you being here. Yeah. <laughs> Paying it forward. That's what no, I do want to be here. You know, I, I owe you. How do you owe me? Oh, you know. Oh, are, <laughs> have we spoken about that? Have you guys spoken about that? Well, I, I, I think I mentioned it, but I didn't. I think go we into, briefly mentioned. I it, didn't yeah. go into crazy detail because oh, I wasn't sure, so like, what extent it was like a thing for you to not talk about. You know what so, I mean? So embarrassing. We could talk about. It. I think right. it's fun. So we're in Edmonton. No, Calgary. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we got a lot of Canadian fans. Not gonna appreciate <laughs> that one. Schultz is big shot filming a movie with Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the star. Peter Dinklage is the, the uh, yeah, he's, supporting he's, actor. He's the supporting actor, of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My and big said, breakout role. <laughs> and you said Dinklage is cool, right? Dinklage is cool as hell, man. I'm not going to lie. I wanted him to come to the show, but he flew out of town. But um, yes, Dinklage, Juliette Lewis, who's a big fan of yours. Yeah, yeah. That's she a, also mentioned to me, she was like, are you going to see Ryan this weekend? It's like my one famous person that likes yeah, this, friend of the pod. <laughs> so, uh, and she's she's brilliant. Holy shit. But, uh, but yeah, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go try to pop in on his shows. So I, I want to go to your shows. I don't want anybody from the cast coming. I don't tell anybody. They keep asking, are you doing any How comedy? How do they find out? Because of her? <sighs> she must have told somebody that their show's there, and I said I was going to go see you. Okay. And they're like, are you going to go on stage? And I was like, I don't know. I'm like trying to get out of it. Yeah, because you want to just work on stuff. I just want to work on shit. And I just want to hang. Like, I yeah, don't want to yeah, feel yeah. whatever. And, you know, God forbid anything goes wrong, I feel responsible. So, uh, <laughs> so, so we're in Calgary and you're doing these shows. Shows are fucking packed, sold out, great crowds. Um, I go and I do the first one. Everything goes great. So much fun. Go do the second one. I get off. I'm in the green room talking to your boy Alex, who was very funny. Yeah, people went crazy when he went on to it. It was really cool. It was a really cool experience. And, um, 
And then all of a sudden I see, oh, for the second show, like 10 of the cast come. The director comes, fiance comes, like the stars are there. It, 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 10 people, there's everybody there. And I specifically tell the club, I go, listen, when they come, sit them in the back. Just sit them in the back have a little section in the back. And that was like a thing that was talked about multiple times. Multiple times. And I, and honestly, it was selfishly. It's like, I don't like, I don't want to look you in the eye Yeah. as I like do material. Yeah, for and sure. you're trying to present yourself as this Hollywood guy. They haven't seen that side of you. Oh, to be honest with you, they know I'm not a Hollywood guy. And we had a wild dinner the night, but I can't even say what happened. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, they know. I'm not the actor guy. They all know that. Okay. Like it is, it is what it is, right? So- I'm basically, I'm there, they're in the back, I think they're in the back. I go on stage and I look to my left when I get on stage and the director there is there, it's a great dude, his fiance's there, and then like the two young stars of the movie are all up front, front row oh. to the left. Specifically said, I was like, do not sit anybody up front. So now I kind of got to ignore them while I'm doing my set. I don't know why that's weird. Why is it weird when you have- I think they moved up, by the way. They did. Yeah, because they, they sat uh, them in the back, and then these two like sort of moseyed to the front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Why is it awkward delivering material? To I think it? there's just the chance, too, where because sometimes you'll say something, like maybe a question, and like if they answer it, you yeah. know, and you're like, well, I know you. This is yeah. weird that we're talking in this- context of like a show it also is inauthentic because if i know you i would talk to you exactly and now yeah. you're making me do that not either either be real and authentic in the moment where i have to have an interaction with you and talk to me <laughs> yeah. hey remember when we were having chinese food 30 yeah. minutes ago like and then none of these people know it so it doesn't make any sense yeah it's just weird it yeah. forces you to be inauthentic that's yeah. why i don't I want somebody so, yeah. in the in the front okay so i go and i see them there and i'm like ah oh, fuck whatever i go do my set it's a lot of fun your crowds are great by the way and yeah, um cool I go back, you go up, you're killing, I'm talking to Alex, and then all of a sudden I see on the TV, which is reversed, there's a TV in the green room, which is reversed, he's talking to some people in the front, right? But the TV's reversed, so I think he's talking to people on the other side of the stage. I'm like, all right, phew, at least they're not my people. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then I see him asking for them to get kicked out. <laughs> and the club is kind of like reluctant a little bit, they're like warning, and then he's like, no, seriously, can you just kick them out already? And then finally... I walk outside and he's kicking out the director, his fiance, <laughs> the, the the two young stars of the movie. Like he's like, get the hell out of here! And the club doesn't know what to do because they're like, they're Schultz's friends. They like, wouldn't do it, so I was felt kind of weird. like, yeah, yeah, why is this? Well, I was basically what happened. Was, and you didn't know that. No, you didn't know that. no, no clue. But it was like first they were like. They they kept yeah, and then I was going hard on her, calling her old, and oh, I was going was, pretty, yeah, and then I was yeah, going yeah, pretty yeah. aggressive. And then I, I remember was like, being in the green room, just going like, "Woof, <laughs> 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 I feel bad for that lady." <laughs> I was going pretty hard, yeah. And then every time she was like, kind of offended or whatever. Is and it the was fiance? Like, but everyone was on my side. But like, it wasn't that I was like, "Oh, this woman's arguing with me." It was like, you know, when someone's like. Uh, causing a problem and then you do a whole interaction yeah. and then it's over and then they, they just, just keep on doing but they weren't it. even they talking to me they were just the three of them would have a full conversation she's standing up like talking to the guy or whatever and i was yeah, just like who are just, these people why are you even here yeah it was so i just figured it was like the only th the shows are like sold out too so yeah. you're kind of like who is this even and yeah. also they're distracting everybody else watching the show even if they're Everyone not being it. loud yeah 100 percent 
And um, so after like 15 uh, minutes, yeah, you gave him a lot of time. It was just like, okay, en- enough of it. I mean, I, I was yeah, more yeah. like pretty surprised they haven't got yeah, rid of them yeah, even. Yeah, I was yeah. more like trying to play it cool. All right, enough. And as they're walking out, <laughs> you're old, you old lady, you old ass lady. It was crazy how many old insults. She was through. probably like 40, but she was like, like I just, I just felt like that's what would bother her the most. Yeah. <laughs> you're old. Oh, that's what got me out of the green room. I was like, damn, how old is this bitch? Like, <laughs> call her old seven times. Bro, I felt so bad. Oh, God. And then she was with, it was like a weird, bizarre thing. Oh, I, would, I guess it's his friends, but it was like she was with a guy that I thought they were together, and the guy was like, looked like he was 17. And they were like oh, holding no, that hands. That was or one of shit. the actors. And uh, I didn't know they were holy hands. That drama alert. No, and uh, no, no. That was one of the actors. And then there's uh, another one of the actors that was there too. And they're all good kids. I mean, the actor is so embarrassed. He's a big stand-up fan. Oh, really? Yeah. The dude seemed fine. Yeah. He seemed like he didn't like this whole thing going on. I think he felt really uncomfortable with the energy around him. Because I think okay. one of the actresses was kind of maybe offended by some of the stuff, right? As Hollywood type. That's what she be. was. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Apparently, it was. I think that was one of the reasons she moved up. That's what the, someone on the cast that was a scab. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they told you. Well, because they came after when I was taking pictures with yeah, people, and yeah, like they, yeah. a lot of people of your of a lot of your people were like, "Yo, so sorry about her," like yeah, that they kind were of thing. Just embarrassed, and then yeah. he was like. Appar- like there's two comics before Schultz and apparently she was getting all huffy during yeah. them and then she sort of stormed to the front because she was like oh she I'm- wanted to get in on the action yeah, <laughs> well, she, she was did. yeah she's st- or maybe she went up to see Schultz I don't know exactly but Ugh. she was like not happy but it's just funny because it was in fucking Calgary too yeah. so it's like Everyone there is like cowboys. They're the, I mean, yeah, they're like, say crazy or shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was tame. Yeah. You can't offend a Calgarian. No, <laughs> Dude, hell no. It was so, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to out anybody because, you know, this is their job and shit like that. But like on the crew, the transpo team, transpo team are like the vans and shit that like take everybody around. It was all female transpo team. So, at first, I'm like, is this some, like, woke Canadian shit where they're, like, trying to take traditional male jobs and give them to women <laughs> to see if it's, like, to, like, prove that their women can do anything women or whatever. Women transport actors. <laughs> Bro, this is what I'm thinking for about five minutes in the car, right? I don't know how we got into it, but the lady about six minutes goes, you know there's Chinese police stations in Toronto. <laughs> I go, what? I go, hold on. This is kind of interesting. He goes, yeah, there's Chinese police stations all over, and the Canadian government's not doing anything about it. I go, I go, just out of curiosity, are you vaccinated? She goes, that's my business. I don't have to share it with anybody. I go, I'm going to love this transpo team. And what I found is all the transpo chicks are these ranchers that are bored. So they all own ranches. Ah. They raise bison and fucking bull and, the cowboys. and uh, horses. They are cowgirls, yeah, cowboys. Cowgirls, yeah. And they just are 70 and their husbands are dead because they've been ranching <laughs> their whole life. So they're like, fuck it. I'll just drive Hollywood folks around. Yeah. And it was amazing. Every single got time I got into the tr- uh, to the transport thing. I don't want to say this girl's name. I don't want to get her fired. But I was just going further and further with what the <laughs> yeah, conspiracies yeah, yeah. were. Like, I was this close to being like, You're like white what people get think? pretty fair treatment in this country, right? <laughs> What do you think of the uh, CBC? You like them? Like the natives. Did anything bad happen to the natives out here? That Trudeau guy's doing a good job, huh? Oh, hate Trudeau. Oh, I hate him. Yeah. Anyway, 
Did so, you hear about on like after on the set with this whole debacle? Oh, they were like, all just mortified. Like, yeah, just mortified. it was coming they, up. They just felt so bad. Everybody was a little sauce. Not like it's an excuse, but they're yeah. They're that's always what it is. Yeah. And then I apologized profusely to Ryan, which and, I didn't give him a shit. Yeah, no, you didn't. But then you immediately asked me to come on the podcast. So I thought that, that was really good timing. <laughs> and was I can't a, say no. Month and a half. Never let a crisis go to waste. Never let a crisis go to waste. That's an age old. <laughs> but that was fun, man. You had great stuff. Great stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Outside of that debacle, it was really those shows were fun. <laughs> no, the, the candidates have been like so sick, and there's like they sell out like all of them. I'm like yeah. super pumped about it. You know what's weird is, I mean, whatever. Would like the, who cares? But like, it's interest. It's interesting that I do better there because it isn't, and it isn't because I've like more push or whatever. It's just because I like connect to Canadians more because my humor is more Canadian. Really? Yeah. Do yeah. you think all that it is. your stand-up? You think you all kill of harder there? Yeah, all of it. Interesting. Yeah, I mean the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we're just like very satirical. It's a little British. Like it's just the the type of comedy I do is it connects with like Canadians and British people more. It's like big audiences in London, big and Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I thought cuz this happens sometimes like when you come from another country and you make it in America, Sometimes your mother country shows a little bit more love. Yeah, but oh, a lot of times too, they don't sure. even know I'm Canadian. You'll go to these places. Yeah, that's you know? the weirdest thing. Well, that's kind of the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, where it's like, oh, they think that here's this American guy who's killing it, and he's like he's us. coming back to Canada. <laughs> and he, and I kind of relate to him. Yeah, Dude, I honestly feel you're like, like a white NBA player. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're like, he looks like me. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like the whole this representation America. stuff. You go, I I could do that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Dude, whenever I meet people like at shows, it reminds me of like meeting like my it reminds me of meeting like a brother's buddy or like a guy you a younger guy you worked with that's like they're not like, oh my god, they're like, yo, you're killing it, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're like they talk like it's it's literally like you met like your brother's it's friend who's like stoked better, for you. It's a way better relationship. <laughs> I feel like I have that also with the people who've been supporting me, where like if they see me on the street, they just go, Schultzy. And yeah, 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 yeah. Chelsea, yo, can I get a pick, Chelsea? Like everybody acts like they know me because they do probably know me better than some of my friends in terms but of, but not in a way that they're like fangirl. Like, yeah, they're just yeah, like, yeah they just listen to you talk for five hours. Exactly. Whereas so, like your friends don't do that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think any of my friends listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. My no, actual no, friends, no, none of them listen to my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I have a theory that I feel like you have. But I feel like that all of the biggest comedians right now are a mix of like edgy and urban. It's like, if you think about it, like put Theo in that thing, maybe not always edgy, but like Trevor Wallace. It's like, yeah. it's like, like all the white guys that are like a little like that yeah. is the biggest guys right now because it kind that's, of can connect to all of the different things. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I was super lucky in that like, I kind of, black people knew about me before white people did. Yeah, I know. Because I came up with like Guy Code and Charlemagne. I knew you as like that kind of world. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and I think that's an easier transition. I think that the urban audiences are more skeptical. I don't think it happens. You just don't, you just yeah. don't do that transition. It, 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 like like Jim Carrey, <laughs> yeah. right? He's not exactly. But no, but Jim Carrey was on uh, what's it called? Living first. Color. Yeah, Living color, color first. So black people are like, oh, that white dude's funny. Uh -huh. And then he transitions. Yeah, and yeah. then black dudes were like, oh yeah, that's our white that's our white boy. So and it wasn't a big thing to get it over. And they love the movies, etc. So I think that. I mean, it worked out. I was lucky for me. It also wasn't like this big transition because I grew up in New York. Like no, black people weren't like a Toronto foreign stuff. thing. Yeah, yeah you yeah, grow yeah. up in a diverse yeah. city. It's not like a foreign thing for you, especially you come up doing stand up. You're going to do the black rooms or the hood rooms <laughs> is what we called them. And um, but yeah, I can see how 
that's much easier for people to consume later on. There's not like a skepticism. It's not like, why are they pushing this white boy on us? It's like, oh, no, that was our guy. And then he got successful. That's fire that we knew about him before. Culture ra- rarely goes like white people to black people. Although yeah. in the latest year. Oh, but now it is. It is. A, I t- I say it's not sh- even white. It's like gay is what's cool. Yeah. Like gay is the new black in terms of like it's dictating culture, right? Not like no, for real, yeah. for real though, right? Like I, I'm like I think about this. We were talking about this on. Uh, you think what? What do you think gay stuff's dictating? I mean everything. Like you see these dudes like with their nails painted. Fashion. But that's rock and roll stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, y'all were trying to be gay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Back it's, in the day, rock and roll dudes were trying to be yeah, gay. Yeah, like the androgynous stuff or whatever. Like it's not. It's not they're trying to be gay. It's like how can I reject whatever is going on? What is the greatest cr- rejection yeah. of masculinity? Homosexuality, right? In people's minds, at least at the time. Like, how can I push back? How but can I make my dad upset? But it only worked when it was on, like, a pussy crusher. Like, it didn't work that good when it was, like... A fat it, guy with tits. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, too yeah, believable. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck's going on over here? Yeah, I hear you. But that's what we do. We just reject, right? Like, I mean, that's the whole cycle of fashion. I mean, I mean it's all so the, funny. That, all the, like, little Wayne yeah. and stuff like that started skateboarding. I remember that was, like, a moment where I was yeah. like, this is the first time where I've seen, like, black dudes start to dress like white dudes. Was that the yeah. first time you felt your culture was being appropriated? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, He's but like I, playing the guitar backwards. <laughs> I respect it. It's like that's how I don't know. I guess that's like the cycle of coolness, right? It's like something is cool because it is uncool, right? A cool thing can't be mainstream. It becomes mainstream, and then you have to do the uncool thing again. You have to reject that mainstream thing. So we yeah. see it happen with clothing, right? It's like yeah. skinny jeans were not cool. No dude would wear skinny jeans. That's gay if you wear skinny jeans. And then all of a sudden, enough people who wanted to be cool and stand out started wearing skinny jeans then it becomes mainstream zara sells it and now baggy jeans are the new cool thing because this is the most uncool thing you could do fashion's so cyclical same thing with everything i love the i have buddies that like from music that like wore skinny jeans from the first time it was cool that's like my favorite thing and they just haven't left (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, they they, like it came back in style and they're like this guy's like a trendsetter you're like yeah "Yeah, 40 years ago he started (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Uh, there's a book about that what is it uh I don't know. I don't know who, who wrote that fucking Tipping book? Point? Is it Tipping Point? Not one point? of the Malcolm Gladwell it ones about be. Airwalk and stuff? It might be. About yeah. how like there's different there's different groups of people that can influence culture. And they're like the people they're like the people that are doing it authentically by themselves, then the people kind of see that and bring that to the somewhat subculture and then the big brands basically look at those people and go now nah, we're gonna make this mainstream yeah, yeah. wasn't that the whole thing where like tommy hilfiger was like promoting like theft like when it was starting to pop off in oh, the 90s hilarious. they were like literally like let black people steal this but like all the stuff because we just want them to wear it yeah and like he like specifically <laughs> said he said that like he tommy hilfiger actually said that they they say he also said other things about i'm sure yeah. <laughs> i'm not defending tommy hilfiger I'm just it wasn't it originally an f in that title <laughs> <laughs> yeah how can you be cool doing the mainstream thing that's yeah. the trick like i think that's where alt comedy comes from yeah definitely yeah. you know it's like comedy and i think that's the only like criticism you can really have on all comedy is like comedy needs to be ubiquitous for all comedy to work so it's like comedy you know comedians we make fun of institutions sometimes comedy becomes an institution so then comedians can make fun of that institution but comedy needs to be that popular in order to satirize it yeah if you're yeah, satirizing yeah. somebody nobody knows 
No, nobody's going to fucking and get it. And then the thing right. that's being said, that's like, I yeah, mean, some people might not care, but like it, re- that it is like the thing that becomes, that's satirizing it then becomes the mainstream, which is what happened to Tim and Eric and stuff. Well, 100%. all comedy became mainstream. <laughs> yeah, but that's... You're like, all these people are like, so I funny. do alt comedy. You're like, you're like... You're doing the, mainstream comedy. You're in the biggest movie in the world right <laughs> yeah. now. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Alternative, alternative to what? Yeah, alternative to what? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You're not in Calgary <laughs> shooting indies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a weird thing that happens with... Yeah, it's a weird thing that happens with comedy. You want the unique take. I guess but it's everything, you're right. Which, I guess... they've we should pour one out for the goat Jerry Springer who just died but like he was the original guy that was doing like kind of what's on the internet right now a little bit where it's like hey let's have like people that are smarter like hey let's get a white supremacist and a fucking black guy to like argue or whatever yeah like he was the him and like Morton Downey Jr you ever see Morton Downey Jr no dude he was the 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 craziest he would have the most insane i think he was like a right around the same time he was like smoking he'd like he, you've seen him before he like this gravelly voice and just yeah. yelling and he'd have like he was the first guy to have like trans people on and stuff and yeah. then but yeah those two guys were but jerry was the first guy to just have people beating each other with yeah him. that was the best what was the <laughs> yeah he used to have so many fights that's how steve wilco's got his own yeah show. steve wilco's has his own show just from the and he was the security guard yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just a security guard do you remember do you like wilco's I never watched Wilco's show, but I watched Jerry for sure. Jerry, Jerry. Dude. Also, what they were fighting about was quite reasonable. <laughs> Dude, like, it wasn't irrational to fight about uh-huh. those things. Like, I thought I was raising my kid, but I wasn't. Yeah. And it was really this guy's kid the whole time. I'm no, that, fuck that guy up. Like, some of those were fake, though. Remember that scandal? All of them. Do you know Aaliyah Janine? No, what's that? Ali- you know Aaliyah Janine. She's a comic in New York, but no, um, maybe she, I do. Maybe. Whatever, but yeah. she was on one of the episodes. There was comics that were like there were a bunch of Canadian comics who went on. They did that, yeah. but uh, they, it was mixed because some of them were real and some of them were fake. It was yeah. like a I mix. think with Jerry Springer too is they knew, but they go like this the is story's bo- good. Story's good. We'll out. just turn a blind eye to this. A yeah. lot wink, of that. wink. This yeah. is totally real. Go ahead. Yeah. And like just let it go. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, Dick yeah. Masterson, I think, had a bit of like that. Like he was doing like a character yeah. his thing. Who's that? This he he did like a he did this character. I can't remember the I guess it was Dick Masterson, but he did a character on uh it wasn't Jerry Phil, right? I think it was Dr. Phil where he was like, women belong in the kitchen and uh, all this stuff. And he was like joking, you know what I mean? But they bring him on as a real guy. <laughs> it's almost like kayfabe. He said they kind of knew. Wrestling, like. uh, I mean, I thought the, the most fire guest on Dr. Phil was um, the dude who started bum fights. Apparently that guy's like has some big company now. Like okay. bum fights guys been killing it. So bum fights was this dude. He would just videotape bums fighting each other. I think they would like pay them to fight each other. He'd videotape and put them up. This is like early YouTube remember, days. Yeah, oh, yeah. you remember? Okay, oh, okay. I used to have like actual videos. He yeah. did one of the fights. Yeah. <laughs> So that was the guy on the outside being like, fight, fight, fight. Yeah, yeah. So basically he goes on Dr. Phil and Dr. Phil is acting like he's going to, you know, punish this dude, at least emotionally for what he's doing. He's <laughs> taking advantage of these mentally ill people and profiting off of them. And the dude dresses up as Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, this is what you do. You exploit mentally ill people and profit off of it. No. Yeah. He's like, we're doing the same thing. Like, how can you criticize me? Everybody on your show has suffered from mental illness. (laughs) And he's a fucking legend for that. I was like, that is done. Hands down. Bum fights guy rules. I wonder if Dr. Phil was like, I don't want to release this. And they're like, why would he? Yeah. Like, what an idiot. Yeah. You're like, scrap the episode. You probably are filming like eight episodes a day. Yeah. This shit. Yeah. Why do you release that? Dude, think how hard it is to do back-to-back <laughs> podcasts. And they would do back-to-back 
it's not your father's. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is emotionally draining. Oh, he's checked out. He's yeah. probably, like, just in his mind thinking about, like, a boat he wants to buy. And... <laughs> but still to be somewhat locked in, we're, like, listening to these <laughs> gut-wrenching stories. Like, I talk about the Bud Light trans shit for an hour, and I'm like, I don't know if I could do a Patreon today, guys. Like, that was exhausting emotionally for me. And I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> There was Steve Wilco's show. My favorite part about it was because his whole thing was kicking people out, right? Yeah. And it's like sort of he got popular, but it's it was like well, it's almost like that was his where he got his start. Yeah. So most of his show was you would argue with people, and he'd be like, "You're not even a man," and the guy would be like, "Fuck you," and he goes, "You know what? Get off my stage." Yeah. So like every show, he'd kick off thirty percent. Wait, of did the he guests. have his own bouncer, or was he like, "I do it too"? I think he was. I think he was uh, moonlighting on his own show. <laughs> I mean, that is what a security guard would do yeah. with his show, right? Like, show, he would yeah. just remove somebody from the venue. <laughs> he, would, he would kick off every guest on the show. It was, like, so funny. Like, he would have episodes where he kicked off every guest. <laughs> and they're just sitting there talking about their feelings. <laughs> like, yeah. Catch Me Outside Girl would have got kicked the fuck <laughs> off of the bouncer. <laughs> She's done all right for herself, bad baby. Oh, amazing. Oh, she killed it. Yeah. I'll say one thing that, that when I think of kind of that era of 90s where like Howard Stern would have the, you know, KKK guy on and they'd roast him. Like to me, like if you actually think about it, I think that that made KKK less cool than like, like if you're the type of person that was like thinking about becoming like a KKK member, yeah. saying like, these guys are evil, they're the worst, doesn't make it less appealing to that guy. Hmm. What makes it, especially if you know them, you know what yeah. I mean? It just makes them like, oh, like especially once they tell one lie about them, now you go, Oh, are they lying about them? Whereas, like, goofing on them made them less cool. Like, uh, no one watched, like, that guy at the roast and be like, I want to be in the KKK. Yeah. Or, like, when they're, you know, I think, so I think it almost, like, made it less cool, like, whereas making them, like, oh, you're bad if you're part of them. You're, you're like, if you be... watch them on 60 Minutes, it's not as the same as if you, like, see them on just getting clowned. Do you, do you yeah, think, do you I think, think I... the KKK is jealous of the police? <laughs> Because like they're getting all, all the, the credit hate. for yeah. killing the black people, yeah. and like nobody's talking about the KKK anymore. You know what I mean? Like they like, had the their OGs. day. They were the OGs. Yeah. But a newer, more uh, you know, potent it. version <laughs> has come around. <laughs> they're called the police. Are they mad about it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I used to. I, I was like always loved the idea that the other side that was like the when everyone was getting called racist, the like recruiter for the KKK was like, yeah. oh, this is gonna be easy. Yeah, yeah, and then he like yeah, yeah. he brings the guy. It's like this guy has 20 articles about how he's racist and the yeah. guy's like no yeah. i'm not racist and he's like i swear he's they're like he's trying to pitch him to the, the leader he's like what do they do the kkk i'm like i don't understand it now oh i don't know i bet you the, like the actual membership is pretty like the real membership of the kkk in america is i bet you it's really low. honest yeah. to god if i was to guess like they have like podcasts, <laughs> but like, what is their goal? Like, they want black people to go back to Africa. Like, what is their goal? I what think do they're they want? equally as focused on Jews and yeah. Jews. There's probably a lot of like newer groups that push those out, but like the actual KKK, I bet you is probably not that popping. Like, I picture it's awkward. Like, <laughs> they give up on black people. <laughs> Did they do? The, have they pivoted? They go, okay, that one's we got to pivot, guys. Yeah. It's not working. <laughs> They got like a. It's a, like the Republican Party with abortion. They're like, I think people want abortion. Let's move to someone else. Trans issues. Like, <laughs> if they gave up on black people, bro. Oh, pathetic. I don't think. I honestly think they're having like a bit of an identity crisis. They really don't know like what they are. Because yeah. there's all these like even hard, more hardcore racist groups, you know, I feel like that are. <laughs> that look down on the KKK. Kind, I think they're kind of. These guys just are like, soft. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. guys are like the old yeah. hat. Take like, off the hoods, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Show your face. <laughs> Hiding your identity. This guy's like, yeah. 
but I work at Whataburger. <laughs> I'm a police officer. I can't. Dude, yeah, it just feels like so embarrassing. I just, yeah, there's got to be like. Outside of it being racist, like even amongst racists. It feels embarrassing. But that's what I mean. If, if you were like thinking of, you know, getting into that game, yeah. I think that watching them get clowned on makes it less appealing than people calling it <laughs> also, bad. Also, what if you were racist and you just, you couldn't make the cut? Like, what you if are, they vetted you and they're like, yeah, not yeah, enough? Not You're not like, no, trust me. <laughs> I fucking I'm, hate them, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're yeah. destroying the neighborhoods. You do not want to see me when an Asian cuts me off. I <laughs> promise you that. <laughs> you do no, not. How do you prove it? If there was a GoPro <laughs> in my car, I swear to God. I, I think he's a... faking it, dude. Yeah. I think he's faking Plus, it. with all the gotcha stuff on YouTube and like all the everybody's like making these videos, you just you never know who's there for the wrong reasons. It's oh, like, yeah. You have to really vet people because they actually could be there. It's all vice journalists. Yeah, yeah. Like a cake. KKK meeting is just like wow. 50 purple haired people with a fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. hood on. <laughs> Remember in Blazing Saddles? Remember in Blazing Saddles? I don't know if you ever seen it. No. But, oh, when they, they go, the, like uh, the black guy and the white guy, they try to go to like a KKK meeting, and then but you can see his hands, whatever, oh. and they're black. He goes, oh, it's just dirt. And then he flips it over. See, it's coming off. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Ah, that's good shit. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah, definitely awkward meetings where they're. I think I feel I picture them like arguing over like who made the potato salad and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like Tom, we're supposed to have lunch at four o'clock. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who would have made a good potato salad? Don't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> don't let them do that anymore. <laughs> ah, shit. The goat, Jerry Springer, R.I.P. Uh, Gonna take a quick second here to tell the people, our people, the peeps, the peeps about Babel. We've been telling you. People have been trashing me in the ads, actually. Yeah, a, a very popular uh, refrain is, Ryan, have you considered getting Babel for English? <laughs> Maybe you got an upcoming summer trip ahead. You know, the go-to travel hack is Babel. Whether you're a seasoned traveler, you're embarking on your first-time adventure, communication is key to fully experiencing a new culture. That's where Babel comes in. Babel's the language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. You know how many that many is? 10 million. And they're not inflating the numbers either. No. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's time to learn new languages before you reach your destination. You're out there in France. You're trying to talk to these, you know, you're trying to talk you to these ladies. Bonjour. Yeah. That's you, what you say. You go, bonjour. Well, you're going to be saying a lot more than that, and you're going to be doing a lot more mm, than that because yeah. you got the you got the skills to pay the bills mm -hmm. with Babel. You're out here talking to these ladies. They don't see you like the stupid American idiot. I mean, they think that, but the, they don't they say can, they, that. I'll tell you where they can think that from. Your date. <laughs> With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in as little as three weeks. Babbel's expertly crafted lessons are built around real life. You learn how to have practical conversations about travel, relationships, business, and more. They got the bases covered. Other learning language apps use AI for their lessons plans. Babbel's not about that life. Their lessons are created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. And with Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages. So they're not messing around. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, video stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your language learning journey today with Babbel. So, right now... And this is the big this is the big one. You get to 55% off your subscription 
when you go to babbel.com slash boyscast. Babbel.com slash boyscast for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Continue another quick second here to tell the fellas again about Butcher Box. Oh, I've been smashing the box. The boys love boxes. The boys love the Butcher Box. Boys love meat. Boys love boxes. Boys love meat in boxes. <laughs> you know what I mean. This I'm talking what, about meat. The boys love meat. The boys love boxes. <laughs> what do we like? We like meat and we like our meat. We don't just like any meat. Yeah. We like meat that we've purchased. In boxes. That comes delivered to your door. Delicious. Butcher box. Anything you made recently? Steak yesterday. Oh, you feel good about yourself. Yeah, I do. It's a big boy. It's a big boy with a big steak. <laughs> with some big meat. Big boy with some big meat. It's easily to find high quality meats and seafood you can trust. 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free, and wild caught seafood. Humanely raised, no antibiotics, no added hormones. Delivered right to your doorstep. Free shipping, as always. Curated to customized box plans. They got a variety of high quality cuts and amazing value. Exclusive member deals, recipe inspiration, guides, tips, hacks. Hacks. Yeah, life hacks, cooking hacks. Cooking hacks, now we're talking. So you're not sitting there. I mean, you like to cook naked in an apron. I'm more of a clothed Yeah, they're just like, yeah, if you don't want those burns all over your body, (laughs) maybe toss a shirt on, you fat slob. They give you Thanks, a, Butcher Box. They give you a disposal, uh, how to dispose of the grease as you just ate it. Yep. <laughs> I go, wait, I'm not supposed to drink the grease? Quality ingredients. You impress the people when they come over. They say, I didn't know I was di- dining at a king's house yeah. with these kind of cuts. It's a five-star barbecue. Yeah. You can have it at your own house. So you get free chicken, thighs for a year, and $20 off your first box when you sign up today. That's three pounds of bone-in chicken thighs free in every box for a year, plus $20 off your first order when you sign up at ButcherBox.com, so they're also not messing around. Use the code BOYSCAST. That's ButcherBox.com slash BOYSCAST, and use the code BOYSCAST. Claim this deal, ButcherBox.com slash BOYSCAST, with the code BOYSCAST. R.I.P. And R.I.P., as some of you already heard, R.I.P. Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon. Don Lemon. And I was thinking the best scandals of those two. Uh, and then also, I feel like you probably have a good take on like what's actually happening. I don't know. I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I got to know where they are in their contracts. Oh. Don Lemon, they still owe him, See, I, I know think, $25 million. Probably. Yeah. Still, okay, so I'll tell you a weird thing they about CNN. They got the CNN. same lawyer, yeah. So I, I will brilliant. generally like just, you know, just... I'll see what's going on on Fox and CNN. They're, yeah. they're like beside each other. And I turned CNN on uh, two nights ago and they're kind of getting like normal again. I think yeah. they're being like this whole super left thing. Trump like nonstop. What were they yeah. saying? Dude, they had Matt Gates on. Yeah. Like I was like, am I having the same a guy? They call the pedophile, right? Yeah. The same dude who they're like, they're, this is the worst guy on earth. Pedophile, yeah. like groomer, all this stuff. And they're yeah. like, they just bring him on. Now. Yeah. I like I couldn't believe it that yeah. he was on the show. I think they're like, yeah, this because they have a new guy in who's running the show. Yeah, the new guy and the new guys just stuff. like the new guys just like, yeah, we're not the far left like MSNBC. We want to be like more to the middle. Yeah, and so they're just yeah, they're acting like I guess how they used to be. I, I guess. I mean, there's but, a spot wide open in the middle, and basically what they'll do is they'll just get rid of all the guys who are representative of the far left. Yeah, so, so they're Don's so and those guys are probably making too much money anyway. Like anyone who's been there for 15 years yeah. is overpaid. Oh yeah, yeah. Don Lemon's probably make 10 mil a year. So that's the thing. It's like you got to look at these guys as system quarterbacks, right? So okay. we think of 
like Tucker, right? Or no, who was the guy that was uh, like Fox's biggest dude? Maybe Bill Riley. Bill, Bill Riley. Yeah. Everybody thought when Bill left Fox that like he could go create his own thing. He doesn't need Fox News. He's the biggest name. He's in not news. creating anything. He's doing a <laughs> podcast. He's writing a fourth book about Ben Franklin or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. Like, I don't he's know what he You don't even know where the tweets. fuck he is. I've seen a few tweets of him tweeting like, "Hey, I'm interviewing this guy today." Nobody and it's cares. Like yeah. Ten likes. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Beck did go, but he's like he went and started the Blaze. He was but the, Glenn maybe that. was more um, but, industrious. Yeah, but yeah, Tucker Carlson's yeah. tapped into the internet stuff too. A hundred percent. So maybe he could do it. But even the blaze the blaze was it's most popular when tommy lauren was just aggravating yeah, black people for sure. every single day like yeah, yeah. that was her way of getting news right piss off black people and then in the same way that like musicians piss off religious folks for clicks yeah like that's the new thing like every everybody <laughs> is into the devil lately doja cat is like i love the devil and then sam smith is i love the devil and then louis vert is i love the devil and then christians go oh they love the devil yeah. and then everybody listens to her it's music. almost making it cool like it the, the truth was like there was a while where like even in comedy where like making fun of religions like hack because you're like fighting a thing that so, doesn't exist. I like justifying it. Yeah, well, sure. I yeah, like justifying every religion. Yeah, yeah, it goes the other every course. single one. But Please, now it yeah. is like it's like I, I guess uh, it, it like people are getting mad again, so they're almost like proving them right. Like you know what I mean? Like the I guess I mean religious folks are always gonna get upset, but to me, I just think it's like the easiest thing to. Oh, is there a five thousand year old scripture that has some mistakes in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, there's a argument? man in the sky. Yeah, like, <laughs> Bill Mars. I mean, like, the, like the first man in this, like Carlin, when they're like man in the sky, and everybody's like, oh, interesting. And then you're like the four thousandth comedian who's like man in the sky. That's crazy. And you're like, all right, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But uh, wait, what? Were no, it becomes uh, the airline. What's the yeah, one that everyone makes jokes. fun of right now? What is it? Spirit? Is it Spirit? Yeah, uh, I think Southwest it's Spirit. Yeah, like that. it's, it yeah. becomes that. You know what I mean? You're yeah. like the hot take that Spirit stinks. You're like it's been covered. But no, what we're talking about was the Tucker thing right so i think what happens is like when you're everybody exists in their own bubble right everybody thinks that they're the hottest shit right and uh the reality is most people don't care about anybody right there's a few people that the whole world is like that person's well-being is very important to us so i assume tucker is he has the highest rated show on the highest rated news show in the country right everybody's talking to him he's pissing people off and he's also a hero to those that support what he's saying so I think in his mind, he's like, I'm the biggest thing out here. They need me. And why wouldn't he think that? He gets rewarded. Those feelings get validated every single day. <laughs> going so, viral nonstop. Nonstop. And every single day there are people going, yo, thank you for championing my beliefs. You're a fucking hero. You should be present. That's all he's being told. Yeah. Right? And the people who hate him, he thinks are idiots. So he doesn't care what they think anyway. Right? And they're so, necessary for him to keep getting bigger probably. Probably. 100%. Yeah. No, for sure. So I'm sure he's going... Okay, I could make four million a year here, five million a year, whatever, or I could just start my own podcast and probably make more than that. I'm Tucker Carlson. I'm the biggest name in news, so I can make more money not being a part of this system. Or the Daily Wire is going to throw me a crazy bag, Rumble. and I just have my show right there. I go on Rumble, whatever the fuck it is. So I'm sure he's like, I don't need Fox News. What he will most likely find out, actually, we'll see. We'll see how industrious he is. But not everybody's built for the business side of this shit. Ben yeah. Shapiro and the people that do especially the, Daily the Wire. lifetime journalist guys, yeah, hundred percent. People are saying he might run for president. I've heard that too. Let's see, let's see what happens. I mean, he understands media, and that's really important to be present. I guess what I'm saying is like, I think these people, even Don Lemon, I think is going. I'm the man. Like I'm Don Lemon. Like I'm. He struts news. around New York like yeah. the man. Yeah, <laughs> but they will soon find out that they were probably system quarterbacks, and they can also find out that they were Tom Brady if they go somewhere else and have the same success without the system. Then you know you're Tom Brady. If you go somewhere else and you just fall into obscurity like Bill O'Reilly, then you know you're a system quarterback. Fox goes, we're a system. 
we could put most people in that nine o'clock slot and it's going to do well. Yeah. And CNN probably feels the exact same way. It's almost like SNL, right? It's like not to say there aren't incredibly talented people there, but SNL is an institution and it's going to be there whether or not Jay Farrell's on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. they're not going, oh my God, SNL is going to crumble if Jay wants to go and do movies and continue, you know, with his career. Uh huh. So I think that's where the news corporations are going, like, we don't really need you. And if we're trying to rebrand because we don't want to do that extreme left shit, we need to get Anderson out of here. We need to get Don Lemon out of here. And yeah. if Fox is like, yo, we're running with Trump this time, and we're not going to put this guy on who's talked some shit about Trump, said he doesn't like Trump, we got to get that motherfucker out of here. It could be the best of both yeah. worlds. Yeah, yeah, Don Lemon, I think, I don't know where he's going to, because he's not going to be like a podcast. He's he's not going to go do shit himself. He's done, right? He I got, mean, he has $30 million. Or but he could go to, to like a real, he could go to just get another gig like that. He's like, oh, yeah, I go to a morning show now. He'll yeah. yeah. be on The yeah. View or something. The problem yeah. is, is those yeah. guys go to, what, uh, what's Cuomo on right now? It's not Newsmax. Apparently he's making money, though. Something like that, but it's like he gets as many views on his show as like just like podcasts. Yeah, you're like you went from like this. Remember on CNN, him and Don Lemon during COVID, and yeah. they were like it's the biggest thing on in the world, and now yeah. he's just like I'm on this like shitty channel that's like basically a podcast. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Don Lemon has like the can take that ego hit. That's the power of podcasting, though. Is like we're doing more views than a lot of these news organizations. Yeah, it's crazy. Most of them. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy to see podcasting in like TV and film now? That's what's crazy. Like it's a job in TV and film. What do you mean? Like to me, that's how you know it became mainstream. When the people that are in the TV shows, like Carrie. Oh, she's a in Sex in the City has a podcast. I hate the way that they present podcasting of, in movies. It drives of, me nuts. The Justin, the Justin Long one, I was just like, made me want to punch my TV. I didn't see that one. <laughs> Why was he? Justin well, they, Long still because doing they anything? can't make po like all of the biggest podcasters yeah. are something that they refuse to. So they oh, the murder podcast guys that's real. So they yeah. they make the murder podcast, but but what they do is they make him an NPR guy. Uh, so they make him this famous podcaster that's like. You know, and how are you doing? It's like yeah, yeah. no one listens to those podcasts, yeah, 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 and they yeah. they like they're creating like an alternate world where like a different podcast. Well, is more it's popular. that well, the production company that makes that movie owns the podcast. Like they own a similar pod. It's yeah. probably all like some giant. But it's like a fake uh, trope. So they're always trying to just promote their own. It's stuff. like making a hockey yeah. team, and they're all gay. And it was like, okay, but well, that's not what. <laughs> Ryan, it looks they like. are all gay. <laughs> I watch Hockey Night in Canada. I can confirm they are all gay now. <laughs> I just like hate that shit when like they yeah. make a movie about like a culture you know, and it's kind of a, always music docs like. Like some do it music movies some do it good some are like just crazy corny yeah where they like i'll tell you where music does it and i'm sure that maybe you feel this way about like hip-hop stuff but they'll make like a rock and roll guy yeah. well after there was a, any rock and roll guys <laughs> yeah, 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 like you know yeah. what i mean they'll have a guy well, that was, the, yeah 2004 yeah and you're like <laughs> no there is no rock and roll yeah. band unless they were like a, a throwback like you know what i mean yeah so they have this guy that was like let's get ready to rock and he's like so famous and you go okay but that doesn't exist in the real world right so what are we what are we what is this yeah is this like an alternate universe yeah like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't is that like your it. music rock <laughs> are you are you big like rock and roll pop, no i was pop, dead punk. when i was one huh? pop punk no <laughs> Who do you listen to? Simple play. I was like, my big things growing up was like punk and rap. So like yeah. my favorite bands were like Rancid, Rage Against the Machine, Beastie yeah. Boys. Yeah. And then like, and then then after that, I kind of got into like all the. How you old know. are you? 
Uh, 37. 37, okay. So you didn't get caught up in like Guns N' Roses or Metallica? No, I, that was way before me. Like when I was in elementary school. I'm 39, that's all I was yeah, listening I, to. I was, what? Yeah, Guns N' Roses. Nirvana, yeah, Guns N' Roses, Metallica. Yeah. Guns N' Roses was like, before Like Use Your that. Illusion 1 and 2. That oh, was like yeah. right before Nirvana. I bought Appetite for Destruction yeah. at a CD okay. store. When I was yeah. in grade like five, yeah. 311 and Raging as a Machine were coming on the scene and they were pretty cool. Rage, I remember. But it never really like uh, took hold in New York. We like the machine. No, yeah. <laughs> big New machine. Yorkers are big really machine big town. machine town. Yeah. That's the thing about New York. I think a lot of people don't get it's like <laughs> it's not re- like everybody. Oh, it's liberal, whatever like that. Yeah. It's liberal about everything except like money. This is just a money town. Yeah. It, it, money moves shit here. And I, you could see it in across all cultures, music. It doesn't matter. It's like that's why nobody really hates the finance bros. You know what I mean? Like they were, they had their moment where crypto bro was like a slur. The crypto bro, finance <laughs> crypto was bro, a different thing though. It's all okay. shit, and like you hear girls going like, "I don't want to date another finance guy," and it's like you're gonna marry them. Like, <laughs> you're all gonna marry them. Like shut the hell up. You know what Morgan Stanley is. You know what JP Morgan you're is. You're in the game. You know what the fucking hedge funds are. You know every single one. So you are gonna marry them. But yeah, I think New York likes it. We have every reason. Like if we really wanted to have like animosity for a group of people in New York, it would be the hedge funds. Yeah, and they're right there. But every New Yorker's like, nah, I'd be fired to work at a hedge fund. <laughs> I know yeah. it sounds crazy for us because we're in the exact opposite. Keeping the strip profession. clubs afloat. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. They really are good people. Dude, oh, they man. really are good people. That's my, like, half of, yeah, part of my fucking. Those, world, expe- sure. those expense accounts they have where yeah. they just, they're like literally just like, yeah, they uh, wrote off like an eight ball of Coke and you're yeah. like, you could do that? Yeah, it's like every steakhouse in this city yeah. Yeah. is kept afloat by JP Morgan oh, sure. uh, yeah, No, that's what, account. when people talk about like Toronto or New York stuff like that i always yeah. thought of it the same way as when people from here are like oh the dumb like hick from you know then you're like well they're not really like the way you think they are yeah i when i was in new like new york most people i think of like chris from brooklyn yeah. as like a new yorker like kind of like urban chris de stefano no no no, no, no faga. faga chris faga oh okay yeah, yeah. okay well, i don't know who that is well i oh. think of like who is that like you're a little like uh comic but oh, gas digital show oh, high yeah, society yeah. radio yeah, yeah. but so. i think of like you are more like clean than what I think of when I think of the New York guy. Yeah. Like I think of New York guy as like uh, basically dresses like kind of like a gangster from like 15 years ago a yeah. little bit. And, you know, kind of walking around, doesn't like guys bumping him, yeah. goes for uh, the type of guy <laughs> that would go for like a, yeah. like a beer by himself, maybe at a yeah. local watering hole. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I doesn't. That's the guy that I think of like when New York, the other stuff is really what they're describing is Brooklyn and college kids. That's the thing. It's like, I think, a New Yorker is an amalgamation of a bunch of ideas of what New York is for outsiders, right? So it's like how Chrissy D talks is how they think New Yorkers talk, right? But what New York looks like is where I live. Where's where you, like, in like I grew up in Manhattan. Yeah. So when everybody thinks about New York, they think Manhattan. They're not thinking Bushwick. They're not thinking Bay Ridge. But when they think of New Yorkers, they think of Bushwick, Bay Ridge. Yeah. The, they think the of like, the Italian. Exactly. It's the caricatures of so, New York. Yeah. Exactly. So you're just kind of like blending these things together. But like most people that grow up in Manhattan kind of look like me, dress like me. Yeah. New York kids are fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Like it's a weird up, place to grow up. Oh man. yeah. Like, yeah. Just, like there's no grass. Have you met any women that grew up in Manhattan? Are they strange? They are. They're interesting. Yeah. <laughs> What's their problem? It's not. The, I don't know if it's like the the the, the SSRIs or whatever. <laughs> but like, do they not need anybody? I don't need. No, they're no. not like that. Okay, they're very desensitized. They've seen the wildest shit since they're kids. I actually do know a few. Yeah, now that I'm and like, about. nothing really bothers them. 
And it's quite nice when you meet them at first because you're like, holy shit, I can just kind of like be myself and say the wildest shit. And you just kind of like laugh and like because nothing really bothers you. But there is a problem with also not feeling. Yeah. Right. Do you know what? Do you know what my theory on why that is? Go. Because Toronto is a little bit. Tell me if you think I'm right. Because in cities. Okay, everywhere other than the cities, the kids are the most important thing. And in cities, the parents are more important than the kids. Interesting. So the kids don't, like, there is a weird thing where they feel, people in cities feel like they could accomplish more, but they also feel like they're less important. Like, they don't have, like, a when you're a kid living in a suburb, it's like your whole, everything revolves around your soccer practice and you're this. Wow. So to me, there's like a bit of that. That, that could be 100% right. I, it's just so unrelatable to me because I, I relate to the first part where it's like in the city, your parents are the most important. Yeah. And like you feel that. Like they go to work, they pay the bills, it's expensive to live here, they're busting their ass. Like I remember thinking that. I didn't think that, you know, life was revolving around us. I thought I had a lot of freedom, which I loved, but that uh -huh. was really because my parents were probably working their ass off. Yeah. You know? I think city kids are... So you're saying in the suburbs... Suburb kids feel like my fucking parents won't leave so me and my friends can be in the pool. Like it's it's more I've like the parents are that. in the way. I've <laughs> never... That's so yeah. interesting. And you know, there's nothing for them to do. Yeah. Nothing for the parents to do because they live yeah. in the suburbs. Like, yeah. what do they do? Yeah, what annoying parents like be in their kids' lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that, yeah. And it's always the suburban kids that are shooting up the schools. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we don't. We'll like shoot. That is a good point, yeah. actually. We like, wait till after kids. school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're still shooting each other. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to do it in a fucking... Yeah. Like, you would That's think city fun. kids would be shooting up schools more. Yeah, why don't we do that? Because if you're already I think you willing don't think to, your problems are as important as other people. No, it's because like we shoot the oh. people who deserve it. <laughs> like someone who innocence. doesn't want to give me money. Yeah, like 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 you have money and you could just give it to me. And if you don't, <laughs> now I have to find a way to get it. But like just shooting an innocent person, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. even ask him for money. <laughs> Why should I shoot him? Why should I kill him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an asshole thing to do. This <laughs> is very New York. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of odd. That's an interesting thing about not being focused on the kids. It is not focused on the kids at all, at all. Yeah, you even feel it growing up when you see the nannies that are taking the kids to the park. It's very rare you see parents take their kids to the park. Yeah, it's yeah, they have to go a make nanny. a trillion dollars if they, they want do. to afford their house. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I never really thought about it like that. I was super lucky. Like my parents were really involved, you know, and. Um, my dad really involved. I wanted to be at every basketball game, everything. But I remember even as an adult, like some of my friends going like, yo, did you realize that like your dad was the only parent at the basketball games? And I was like, well, the only dad, it was like a basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> sure there was dads at the hockey game. Yeah, our hockey team. No, <laughs> but but yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Did you think that was weird? That all of our dads were locked up? You didn't think that was fucking weird? <laughs> no, it was just yeah. I never really even thought about it like that. Wow. But you did man. say I remember when you did your special and you did the the video at the beginning where it was like New Yorkers kind of feel like they can accomplish more things. It is true. Like I felt like I had that. A little bit in the suburbs. I don't know why. Where I yeah. and I was actually thinking about. That's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's the most amount of millionaires in the world in this city. It's opportunity. But I yeah. always, I was gonna say like, because you're doing like acting and stuff now. I've always felt whether it's true or not that I'm like, yeah, I could start a company if I want to. Yeah, I could do that. Like it all felt like, yeah, I'll just go do that. I'll do this. You know what I mean? I agree. If I want to do that, except I always, even when I was young, acting, I always felt like. Well, no, you don't do that. That's something that your dad's an actor or like you get famous for something else and go act. Like, oh, really? I never. Well, I just 
even from like a young age, I just knew it wasn't like, to me, it never felt real. That was like one of the only things I've ever done in my life where I, I remember even like auditioning. I'm just like, okay, there's no path for this. Like it just doesn't exist. Like, you uh, either get famous for some other shit or like, that's why. I mean, in Canada, yeah. But I felt like that here too. I'm just like, I don't know. I felt, I just felt like always that that was the one thing where I was I just mean, like, that's I'll, a fake thing that you get, like you win from something else. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I. I only acted like early in my career because I thought well, that's what comics had to do. I was just like, how do we sell tickets and go on the road and like do stand up? That's yeah, the only thing I cared about. Well, I've done it a million times. For but. sure. But so I'm like, okay, I got to be in a sitcom because that's what makes people sell tickets. Or I got to, you know, write a fucking show or something. Like I just saw that old antiquated model. And this is like prior to podcasting, all these other, you know, posting clips and, you know, specials on YouTube. Um, so that's why I want to do it. Now doing the acting, I don't even really like acting, to be honest with you, but I want to make a movie. So yeah. I need to learn how to like behave on set, what I should expect on set, like what, what, um, you know, how to handle egos, like what goes into making a movie. So I'm like almost doing like research and yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm at the point right now where like, I don't really have to audition. So, but if you were just like hustling and banging your head to the, be an actor, that that's is in the nightmare. complete luck. Ugh. That is complete, complete luck. luck. That's I how know. I felt. What I would tell anybody that's real. willing to do that is you have to be an absolute stereotype that is the quickest way to get uh, on as an actor be, because think about it. if you have a role where you have three or four lines which is a lot of the Italian shit that I've mobster, done like, you have to look like they, you don't have time for like your interesting unique perspective on the world fit into a mold yes because they only have 30 seconds of you on screen so you have to be really fucking Jewish really fucking Italian really fucking black <laughs> that's all they want they want the stereotype so they don't have to explain you yeah right yeah eventually you hope after being a bunch of fucking stereotypes you get an opportunity that's a little bit bigger than the stereotype and then from there you could be someone else but the quickest way to get in on acting i believe this sincerely is just be a stereotype and if you look at how the sopranos was cast it proves everything i'm saying <laughs> they just cast the mobsters yeah. they're like should we get some theater nerds no get the mobsters Put them in the fucking show and it's going to work. And it did. Yeah, that's what, like half that thing. It's like none of those guys were actors. They did something else. Actually, you know what, with the offer, only thing I always... Because Schultz always gives uh, good advice on everything, but I always think it's... I've like told someone this, but it like makes me laugh that one time I was like saying like, I was getting, I, 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 the people were saying to audition, the casting director was reading out and I was like, I'm not yeah. doing any of that or whatever. Yeah. It was like driving me nuts. And then you were like, yeah, do offer only yeah. or whatever. And then I was like, I told them like, okay, I'm offer only. So it's been two years. It's now a single offer. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you Playing hard to get. <laughs> I was like, oh. I did offer only. This was hip advice for him. Listen, I did offer only as well. I didn't get a single audition either. Yeah. I didn't get a single audition for, no audition. for two years. Nothing. I don't no care. No offers, nothing. But if if you don't have the time to do it, you got to take control of it. Yeah. So if you don't have the time to audition, just say, I'm offer only. Yeah, that's what And they're going to say no, but eventually it's in the back of their head. Why the fuck is this kid offer only? In they don't shit. know what to do. Like, yeah. it's a weird thing. Like, every they time really don't now, they freak out. Like, I mean, they're all just trying to save their jobs. Like, if you're a casting director, you're just trying to just, you're tiptoeing around this whole thing to, like, not get in trouble. Everybody's I don't know about for about movies, that. but, but yes. definitely for commercials. Like, yes. all that shit. Everybody's worried about getting fired. The, yeah, like, I'm, listen. We have a question, actually. Can we, like, if yeah, we can answer go. in that context? It was in the, about this from the Patreon. But, uh, he asked, asked Schultz about Hollywood and movie work. Does he think that that avenue will open back up for comedians? Is it possible that Hollywood goes back to making uh, decent shit and having decent talent, making great comedies again? Like, how do you see that play out? Yeah, I think 
I think it can happen. It just has to be proven on an independent level first. Everything in Hollywood is a race to be second. They want to see the thing work, and then everybody chases that thing that's working. Because like you said earlier, nobody wants to lose their job. All these executives, they have their kids in private school. They have a nice pool, a nice house. And a lot of them are passionate about film. And they're in a job where like sometimes it gets to feed their passion. But a lot of the movies they have to green light, they're like, this movie sucks. And I've spoken to some of these dudes, and I thought that they were a bunch of squares, and I've spoken to them, and I was like, holy shit, there's some, like, real, like, movie cinephiles or whatever. Like, some real, like, movie buffs that really care about movie and story. They're just in a job where they have to put out a Christmas movie every year per their contract, so they have to pick a shitty fucking Christmas movie and then put it out. So it's almost like they look at that shit like we used to look at college shows, mm-hmm. where it's just like, this shit pays, I gotta go fucking do it. And it was better, better for me to understand that. I think that an indie comedy needs to explode, an R-rated indie comedy. Like, we make a movie, put up $5 million for it or something like that. It absolutely murders. And then all of a sudden, Hollywood's going to go, holy shit. The next Kevin Smith kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And Literally that. There's a bag yes. of money there. Yes. Let's Once they see it. I mean, if you look at uh, what happened with uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he made, what was the first one? Get Out. Get out. He's really beaten that to death, huh? What's that? <laughs> what? He's like, you like black horrors? How about yeah, nine yeah, a yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it is they're going to keep on giving him the bag because that first one made so much. Oh, yeah. so much. They're like, we need one out of 10 of these to please, hit. Like that please. probably cost 10 million to make $400 million. Crazy. Like, they don't need those to be successful. And the return on film is insane when you get it right. I mean, the chance of getting it right are very slim. But when you get it right, if you make a $25 million movie, and it makes $250 million. Oh, that's insane. Like, that's crazy multiples right there. I mean, everybody's still chasing Blair Witch, to be honest. You still hear people talk about Blair Witch being like, remember, it cost forty grand. They made that's it on it. a, a handy cam, and it made $200 million. 100%. Yeah, the, the biggest issue with Hollywood so far, in my estimation, just from kind of being around it and talking to some folks, is like the, the separation between the person that comes up with the idea and the team that executes it is so far. Like... The guy who sells the the show, oftentimes, or the show or the movie, is nowhere near the final draft or the person who directs it. And the director is often nowhere near the person who conceived of this idea. So this director doesn't really care that much because it's not his idea initially. The writer-directors, their movies kill at a way higher clip. For sure. Way higher clip because they care about it. They're yeah. intimately involved in this. And they just movie. know they like they started it and they go, I know what I want. This I know to exactly look like. how I need it. I know, yes. how I know much, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know how much work it takes to make like a scene perfect. And 100%. It's like, you're editing, too. So yeah. you, you want to be in there. You want to grind away at that edit. So it's like you're up until 5 a.m. the night before, like yes. changing the thing, which, yeah, we've all done. But like, yeah, I'm not up till 5 a.m. if I get hired to do someone's thing. Exactly. <laughs> and there are a lot of plug and play folks in there. Unless Some of them are a, great. A friend. Sure, sure. Or unless maybe you really believe in the project, you're you came along, you're it. like, oh my God, this is amazing. And and you're probably going, this can give me way better opportunities in the future. Yeah, I need yeah, to tap yeah. the fuck in. But, but yeah, I think that's the biggest issue in Honda. I think it worked for a while when there wasn't other content out there that was as competitive. We had much lower standards for what we watch. And um, now I think it's a little tricky. But I will say that making more movies go to streaming, like I don't think comedy needs to be in movie theaters. I think all comedy rom-coms should be streaming. I think horror and action can be in movie theaters. And I think that's what we'll see a shift in soon. Just because it's a movie doesn't mean it'll be in theaters. Avatar needs to be in a theater. 
uh, fucking Top, Top Gun, Gun needs yeah. to be in a theater. Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> bros don't need to be in a theater. Yeah, bros yeah, don't yeah. need to be anywhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe that shit would have done all right if you just put it on at home. But on, on, like, I was in You People, the movie, right? That number one movie in the fucking world. Yeah. I, I, I think if people went out, had to put on clothes, go out and see it, do all that, I think there would have been a different expectation about it. But the fact that you could just turn on your Netflix and see Eddie Murphy, Julie Louis Dreyfus, uh, Jonah Hill, like you could see 20 fucking superstars, David Duchovny, by just pressing play yeah. in your underwear while you're doing laundry. Of course everybody in the world is going to watch that. So no, if I want to go to a movie, you're right. I want to see like like Top Gun. Like, give you know me an I mean? experience. Yeah. experience. Yeah. You want an experience. Give not, me an experience. Like I, like I want something that utilizes the whole surround sound thing. 100%. Not just like dumb and dumb. I want to get punched in the or, fucking face. <laughs> or it's got to be weird. Like everything, everywhere, all at once was different. Yeah. It, it was like something we haven't seen before. And because of that, I'll put on clothes. I'll go to the movie theater. Right? Like it would have also killed streaming. But if you're not big, scary, or different, you don't need to be in a movie theater. If you're doing traditional rom-com plot, that's great. That's awesome. We love rom-coms. It's awesome. Just put it on a home. Pop it on the TV. That's it. Put it on a home. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. So. Before we continue, we have to tell you about a couple things. This weekend, you can find me in Atlanta, Philadelphia with DP, San Diego, Tampa, Salt Lake just got added, and New York. You already know what it is. But more importantly, at patreon.com slash theboyscast, we have completed the Bugman Challenge. We have a trailer. Round one of the Bugman Challenge in the books. In the books. It is currently being edited, almost done, and we're going to announce probably ASAP when that gets released. And a trailer. We'll play the trailer trailer at the end of this episode watch to the end you'll get to watch the trailer and then sign up for the patreon so that you can watch the entire thing it's gonna be like a tv show basically yes we're gonna basically making a tv show and every uh one so the next uh, the next Bugman will come out at 2500 2500 help us get to 2500 patrons so we can get to episode well let's get the first one out before we bug and badger them too much before we bug men them too much (laughs) patreon.com slash the boys guys ryanlongcomedy.com for tickets peace so we had a clip that like uh one of our clips that like a lot of people were arguing about and then you said you thought was funny that um oh, i love this one. that basically so i have i found another one and the basically the clip was like the girl saying that like you know i i give my man head like 10 times a day or whatever and i was sort of saying that <laughs> the, there's a lot of that kind of popping around and it sort of relates to the thing we were saying before where like it kind of became like the same way it came it was like kind of hacked to make fun of christians or whatever then maybe that's changing the same way that like it's almost right now like making fun of men had no consequence is now the girl that's like the one the girl that wants to because other girls find out it's like hey i just won't hate men and then i'll be more appealing or whatever yeah, yeah but like there's a new one this is the kind of stuff that i'm fucking seeing pop around everyone keeps asking me how i keep my boyfriend happy all the time and i have these three rules starting with number one i always cook for him okay it's really important We'll cook him every single meal and homemade from scratch. He loves that. Number two, I always clean. I will literally bring out the mop and sweep. I'm lots of stuff to do. Number three, I'm always wearing something sexy around the house and just like. So this is this is yeah. the kind of this is the kind of content that's coming out now. <laughs> it's a ter- well, it's like it's, 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 it's sarcastic. Like he's in the background rolling his eyes at what she's <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the question is, are they delivering or are they just making content? Like, is she yeah, actually this? No, that's kind. Of, that's like. Uh, did you see those videos going viral when like the. Um, I don't know if it was just Indians. I just saw Indians doing it. They basically are doing their like college admission video 
and they need to talk about like what type of person they are with their family around. Okay. And they started like, basically, they're making sure like, I like to wake up at six in the morning. I like to get my reading on the morning. And the mom is just there going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she's dying laughing. <laughs> like, I love my mother. I help her cooking. I do all these things. She's just dying laughing. So the girl's just pranking her mom, basically. Yeah. So I think there's a little prank in this, but I agree with no, you. No, even if you're parodying it, though, it's parodying something that exists. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> also, the, the guy, yeah. Yeah, the guy I don't think she's parodying joke. anything. No, no, the funny part was the guy was being like, oh, you call those, like, looking yeah. sexy, like, yeah, those track yeah. pants. That was the joke. <laughs> I yeah. think there's a lot of women that are just trying to grift off the Manosphere thing. Well, it's there's like, another article. Yeah. How about this? How, 10 ways to be the perfect girlfriend. Like, I actually yeah. looked at, like, there's hundreds of them right now, whereas yeah. you never see that four years ago. So maybe maybe it's like... <laughs> I mean, it's what you said at the beginning. It's yeah. just they're... It's, it's counterculture, the trends. How are you going to get some, you know, how are you going to get some buzz? How are you going to get some interest? And, it's uh, counterculture to give dudes head. Yo, know, it's so counterculture, <laughs> dude. Like, why would you do that? I'm, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. this crazy counterculture yeah, girl yeah, that just yeah, fucking yeah. gives my yeah, boyfriend head and I makes mean, some dinner. I mean, it's literally just yeah. like the trad wife thing. I'll yeah, take I'm it. I'm the ultimate, like, trad wife now. Yeah, being cool. a trad wife is fire, dude. Yeah. But maybe that's, yo, I mean, like, on the serious note, maybe what happened is there's a lot of these girls that are out here that are lonely because they listen to what these ugly chicks had to say for the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're like, fuck that. Like, how do I be a good girl? Also, like, they're like 34 and they're like, oh shit. That like, shit I, hits I, you I, quick. I don't have five years to just dick around. That anymore. shit hits you quick. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point, too. Because they're like, you know what'll really help your fucking life if you mar go in marches five five hours a day. <laughs> yeah. And then this other girl's like, give a guy head once a week and it'll probably make your life 10 times better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that shit makes sense when you don't have children, I think. I think like once you have kids, the world just gets so small. Yeah. I mean, my wife and I are trying to have kids now. It's like, I, I can imagine you don't really, I don't see a lot of like chicks with fucking mustard stains on their shirts at these marches. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, like no. they're with their kids and they're taking care of their fucking <laughs> yeah. kids because they have to and it's consuming their whole life, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm... Well, that was kind of, I always used to talk about that on stage, that like, uh, girls, the girls uh, in the cities don't want to have kids anymore, so they have to mother everyone else on the internet. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but like, yeah. it kind of was what was happening. And you're yeah, right. How do you force, not force, but how do you like encourage people to have kids? Well, you're focusing on the having kids part. I'm more focusing on the girls giving head part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those days are done. <laughs> no. I, you've sort of said that too. I've yeah. I've never once been in a relationship where there was regular head. <laughs> yeah. You really haven't. No. Really? No. It's always the only thing that it is. It's always part of sex, which doesn't even really do something for me. Oh, oh, that's what you mean by regular head. Uh, it's yeah, like yeah. So yeah. just on its own. Yeah. It's always yeah. like it's always like to start and start then the lawnmower, and then at yeah. some point it would be like, okay, let's have sex, and I was like. Yeah, it's no. never start to finish. <laughs> no. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had, uh, excuse me, we had a deal. And but can I be honest with you? Like, I'm on so much fucking hair pill medication that, like, I don't think I could just get head and also satisfy my wife. Like, if, I, if I'm if i getting head three times a week and my wife wants yeah, to fuck yeah. three times a week, that's too much. Yeah. So I got to either be bald and do that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I got to just be satisfied with my wife and then, you know, take Do you them. think the hair pills... Uh, do you do you think that there's any change in like motivation that's like a uh, or that's what I'm blaming it on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take personal accountability for that. Okay, it's the hair pills. <laughs> or do you think just fucking I go this fucking like you literally are like I just got rid of a problem where I'm like I can yeah. watch like a it's hot not because I'm having sex with the same woman for the rest of my life. It's the hair pills, it's Ryan. Not that. 
So Why do you keep asking questions about this incredibly volatile subject? <laughs> that Schultz's wife being like, you know, we had a nice night. I was thinking, lights the candles. She, he's like shaking the propecia. She's like, ah, oh, babe. <laughs> 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 Maybe, yeah. well, what I if mean, they just put that as a side effect to help us out you we, know what I mean? just like, we got you fellas we'll take this one on the chin we can have sex if you want to have sex with a bald man <laughs> if that's what you, is that what you want yeah, we'll have bald kids <laughs> put a bald cap on and come oh, on Like I just want you to get used to it if this is what you need <laughs> oh dude it's so true though oh. it's so true okay one other thing is um, so there's this self-help guru mm-hmm. who sold a strand of his hair for eight thousand dollars in China, wow, and he was man. like Tony Robbins of China, right? Yeah. And there's like it's pretty crazy where it's like all these. <laughs> there's like a guy who uh, he lost like two hundred grand, and then his wife was like divorcing him. Like all the he, this guy's like running a pretty good scam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was wondering if like is there any of the like self-help guys in any way that have uh, that you've connected with ever? Like, I know James Aldrich are saying New York's dead. You must have hated that. Hated that. <laughs> uh, I spoke to Tony. I, I like you. You had Aldrich on your podcast, too. I spoke, yeah, I spoke to Tony Robbins. Um, I sent my brother to him. My really? My brother was having, like, a rough time. And, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, my, my brother has some, you know, mental health stuff. So uh, I sent it to him. And uh, your brother went to the actual yeah, event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to the event, like, for, like, the week or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like a week. And, uh, he came back like fixed for like a week. For really, one, for dead ass. Week. Like yeah. it was like I. I He's fired up. I, right? Noticeable difference. Yeah, kicks down the door, bro. And then you know, obviously, you're not continuing doing that. But like, I think he definitely has helped people. But I'm trying to think, self help guru. Did I really? Not even guru. Like I'll say that like one that to me yeah. right now, like early Tim Ferriss. But to me, I was thinking like I think Huberman's probably the best guy right now. Oh, Huberman's great because he'll yeah. say like science. Yeah, yeah, well, he's all just like, he's just a professor. But yeah. the one thing that, like... Just not a dweeb. Or maybe I'm not thinking... I think I'm thinking of Huberman. <laughs> Wait, who are you thinking of? <laughs> the other guy. Am I not thinking of Huberman? Which one? David he, Goggins. He runs all these companies. That's all of them. Uh, Fuck. Well, he always talks about, like, the one thing that... Huberman is looking to the sun, taking a nice yeah. bath. The beard guy. Yeah. We had yeah. him on who the pod. You? Yeah. Who are you... Yeah, I'm thinking of... No, I'm not thinking of this guy. <laughs> Who's the guy that runs all the companies? Joe Rogan. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Okay, there's another guy that I like. <laughs> another guy that, you don't even know his name? I'm not ringing a bell. His podcast is called The Game. Ooh. Oh, Alex Hermosi. Hermosi. Oh, yeah, Hermosi. Yeah, Hermosi yeah, yeah, yeah. made a video about like. you, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. Okay, so the reason I liked him is because the same reason I used to like Tim Ferriss back in the day where it's like yeah. he speaks to you like every, they're all everyone's so much full of bullshit, and I, I I'll never get like jazzed. I don't need someone to like hype me up. Yeah. But he was like, he was talking about like work life balance, and he was like, you know, they're all everyone's like wrong about that. Don't listen to anyone. He was like, listen, yeah. like if you think of what you're doing as like a game, yeah. he was like, you know, I do that as much as I can, and the only thing that makes that change is if my de- returns are decreasing. Yeah. Like if I'm fucking, there's not like about having work life balance, but if I'm like 12 hours in and I can tell that I'm too tired to be doing this, then yeah. maybe I need a shift. But it's like what everyone else is saying is bullshit, and I was like. Cause you can't talk to anyone about like anyone. If yeah. you were like, oh, I'm like, I don't have time for this. Anyone will just be like, well, yeah, do less stuff. Like, there's no one yeah, you can yeah. actually like. Yeah, they're like, why don't you meditate two hours a day? And you're like, well, I don't have time for that. Yeah, so I <laughs> felt like it's like, 
any, I feel like I like the guys that are like actual listening to the real problems that people have, but like yeah. give you practical solutions. Yeah. So to me, but I feel like you run your life in such a regimented way that you must have like somewhere that came from, if that makes sense. Let me think of it. Or is that. it all just like. I, w I wish that I was a little bit more regimented. That's what I'm trying to get better at right now. But I do like Harmozy and I love his like brutal honesty. Like, dude, he was on some podcast or some interview. It was like him and his wife. And then, uh, and then the question was like, I might be fucking this up, but the question was like, you know, how did you guys end up getting married and he was just like he's like listen could i have dated a hotter girl yeah <laughs> but what we were compatible you know what i mean and compatibility is the most important thing and she's just sitting right there <laughs> next he literally said he goes he hired her for his business and he goes look like maybe we can date but if this doesn't work out at least we can work together yeah <laughs> I mean, it was. I, I like kind of yeah. like that shit, bro. He's wild, but he's a, he's a seemingly a very intelligent dude and driven. And uh, yeah, I wanted to. Matter of fact, I wanted to have him on the pod. I wanted to just kind of like talk to him. Yeah, he's real smart. People are saying he's like the new Naval, if you know that dude. Naval. Yeah, I like Naval too. Yeah, I like Naval too, but because he just like is he has a lot of good like aphorisms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as far as like having that regimented life, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I've had I've. How do I say it? I don't know. I wish that I was better at business. Is that so? Did you sort of have to force yourself to get good at it, but it wasn't like natural? What you didn't I get what, good at it. What obviously. I mean by business is like organizations and structuring. Like I have like really systems. great guys that are developing like systems and structuring, but like we could be better at that, and I could be way better at that. I'm good at making decisions and. Uh, creative choices and like I think I have a good idea of like what the culture is kind of like wanting caring about even maybe before they know yeah does that make sense or before Absolutely. it's like obvious yeah, yeah, yeah. but in terms of like structuring the business I don't like doing it it's annoying and uh, boring I mean it's literally a different part of your brain it's yeah. like a different side of your brain like the artistic and like that side of your brain where you're like running yeah. a business it's just, like, I want to have the things. crazy ideas yeah and then you guys figure out how we do it that's the most ideal well, they, thing. It's like now, Steve you Jobs, can't do right? that. It's exactly. Like, now you can't do it in the beginning. You have to do everything with your guys in the beginning, right? So we've been able to do that and continue to hire, et cetera. But like there are people that really know how to like create compensation packages based on the different contributions people are doing, like real business stuff, guys. I don't really know how to do that. I'm just like, yo, you're killing it. All right, you should get more money. You know what I mean? Like I'm just uh -huh. like, is everybody having enough money? Like yeah. I try to not look at the money at all. Like I I like to be surprised if we make money. You know what I mean? Like I have a number of money I think uh, I have, I think, and that means that my wife is good, my family's good, her family's good, and as long as this we guy's still gonna have get that, Dane Cook, oh immediately, Steve I Harvey, said, Dan, bro, I you say this Steve all Harvey, the time. I say this oh. all the time. I'm the perfect candidate for this, yeah. the perfect candidate for this to yeah. happen to. But I also appreciate, I also like operating in a complete creative way, meaning. Every decision I'm making is, do I want to do this creatively? You only have so much brain power. I guess. I don't know. Some people are really good at all those structures. Well, there's also, they say that like, but then people become like these cogs in a machine. I never want that. Well, there's not happening. like, you know how they have like liberal conservative, the way that people say, but then yeah. I think Jordan Peterson talked about that, but it was like the actual like person that's liberal conservative, the liberal wants to like build things and then move on. That's more like entrepreneurial and the conservatives better at like maintaining the system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care about that at all. <laughs> I understand we need systems because my schedule is getting so tight and then I have a very limited amount of time and then I can't create effectively. Right. Cause if all I'm doing is business shit, I don't get to write. But uh, let yeah. me, I'll say that then where I go the other way, whereas I was like the way that you make your act, 
yeah. you're tinkering with it. You're just doing it with someone else. I think you just yeah. have to, because you probably have it because you tinker with your hour, like the way that you probably would tinker with a business. Oh, yeah, we do it. Like yesterday, we sat down for hours. And we tried to map out what the next few months are going to be like on the pod, what the next few months are going to be like touring and try to get all that in. And then we try to set up a system. OK, we're going to announce a new date. This person is going to talk to this person about flyers. This person is going to make sure that we have a release time. We're going to have a clip or something to go out with it. And, we, and I have to sit there and we have to go and I have to go, OK, why don't we set up this system and create this structure so that you don't need to ask me for anything when it's time to go. You send me a Dropbox folder. It's got everything I need and I can post it. And I might even want to get to the point where I just like give my Instagram account to somebody for the posts that one's tough because it's your message basically texting as well yeah i it, maybe they just can sign in when they have to post things because even when you start to have to do like the promo and do that kind of post and that can be like 30 minutes or an hour of your sure. day going back and forth it's just like i could be more effective writing with that but we did that all day yesterday i wanted to i had in my calendar i'm writing from four to seven and i by writing i mean just listen to sets just fucking yelling, calling a buddy on the phone and just screaming at him about some crazy bit, some idea, asking, hey, what's going on with your wife? Oh, that does happen to me with my wife. Like just talking, being creative. And then I instead of writing from four to seven, we just did business shit from 12 to seven. So then I have an hour before I go on shows to kind of do it. And then I'm upset on stage because I don't feel like I'm getting the most out of the stage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like I need to put some more focus on that and maybe hire more effectively in that. The ideal situation is you hire a person who loves business the way that I love comedy. And they can run everything like a business. And I don't even have to think about anything at all. And they can build up an immense amount of trust in me like in, in other words i trust them with all these business decisions so i don't even have to think about it the tricky thing for us as like creatives is we arrogantly think we're the best decision makers right and we got here so far because of our decisions so we should believe that but there are people out there that are better decision makers than us right there are there's somebody who's better at like scaling tickets for a show better than me right there's someone who's more thoughtful than me about it but because so far in our careers when we make a decision about what the thumbnail should look like and how long this joke should be and how long the special should be and when we should put out and that's worked out for us, you know, and now we're doing these fucking shows, it's very hard to be like, okay, I'll relinquish that control. But you need to in order yeah. to grow. Yeah. So exactly. it's it's just a tricky it's a tricky thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I listened to when you talk to me about that stuff, you have good advice. Do you get hyped up? Uh, about like people like Elon Musk and the Rockets and stuff like that, or do you like do you, that? That's that get you stoked up, or do you? No, I don't care about it at all. The Rocket shit. Because I feel like that was one of the things that I'm surprised that you don't. Yeah. Because you seem like a guy that would be stoked about like a like. Uh, what what do they call it? like you know like going to the moons like you know these feats where it's like men are sort of like winning at something. Yeah. I do get excited. Do you know what I mean? Okay, this is what I got excited about. There was that video that came out to Gangsters Paradise where they had this. It was an Elon Musk uh, kind of like hyper cut, and um, it went pretty viral. And it was basically like his company. I think it was a uh, what is the fucking company SpaceX. doing the rockets? SpaceX was about to go broke and like all these other astronauts were kind of shitting on him and he gets like emotional. He's like a robot guy. He yeah, like starts yeah. crying. He's like, it really hurt me they said that. And then on the final launch, the one that if it didn't work out, he would be completely broke and the company is done. It actually goes and it soars. He makes all his money in Gangster Paradise. And I love that because I, I love the hero's journey. Like you I like love against all odds. That is my favorite thing. Like the best thing that you could tell me is like, I, I'm I wish I had a teacher that said to me, you're never going to be anything. 
<laughs> yeah, you want that chip on your shoulder. Do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, maybe it's better they didn't because I might be a fucking tyrannical dictator. But unfortunately, all my teachers are like, you're really talented. You can do things with yourself. But if there was one that was like little amounts anyway? of nothing, oh Fuck. my fucking God. Like you needed to be cut from your for like basketball team like Michael Jordan. You know? Bro, I know. Just to it, be that fine. It, now, maybe this is a good thing because now like I care about people and like I want to help yeah, yeah. everybody and I, and I want other people to succeed. But if there was one teacher, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> there was one teacher it might be a problem <laughs> yeah you have a whole special just dedicated to that one teacher <laughs> just shitting on them like Michael Jordan you just had, yeah. that's why people Dude, I was watching Venmo that Jordan that. documentary with friends who are like god Jordan's such a lunatic and so I was like lunatic oh yeah he's a lunatic that guy's a fucking yeah nobody thinks like that nobody holds grudges in that way that guy's a fuck yeah he is a lunatic that guy weirdo <laughs> Yeah, she's going back like, fuck you, Miss Anderson. She's Still, like, I gave you an A. Miss Galindo. <laughs> yeah. Miss Galindo. I know her. She left me off the track team in third grade or something like that. Miss <laughs> Galindo did that shit. That drove me fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'll remember. I'll remember things. But I, yeah, I love that. I love Against All Odds. Like, I, I can get really into, you know, the fucking Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. Like, sure. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's fire. I don't care much about, like, Bezos already having like a crazy successful company and then wanting to go to the moon. I got you. I want the motherfucker that everybody You care about off. the people, not the thing. Yes, yeah. Man. Like they wrote you off and then you went out there and did it. Let's go. That's and bigger to risk takers too. Like it seems like Elon is really rolling the dice way more. I than like that. Like Bezos is just like, yeah, if this doesn't go, like this doesn't really affect me. And he goes, I can be a rock. He got the guy. money from Congress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He bullied them. Like, yeah. He got, they, he, they lost the bid and they still gave him the money. So it's, there's no yeah. stakes here. Like, like Elon seems to really like walk, like walk in that like tightrope where he's like, if I fuck this up, like I'm it's just over. start from scratch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you see, he got caught with his burner accounts. You ever had a burner <laughs> no dude i don't no i've only ever had a burner like 10 years ago like a facebook burner to bug my friends but uh -oh. <laughs> so what would you do you just troll them yeah yeah we, we we had a girl account and then we would message all like dudes that we knew and then like <laughs> <laughs> bro, that we is... had one we had one guy no it's horrifying we have bro. a buddy that's imagine a... <laughs> like opening up and using your Cat. best riz on your boy <laughs> Yeah. Oh no! We have a fucking buddy that's a comic. That one time someone messaged him and he was like, "Who's this?" And we were like, "Let's go!" No! <laughs> and for fucking three years, every now and then we'll message him and be like, "Yo, you in Toronto tonight? Like, we got to link up. Like, last time was so hot." And, he, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I said that." And you keep turning. You keep like, <laughs> Bro, and then like with my feelings. He'll be like, "Can you send a pic?" And he's like, "I think he thinks he knows who it is, but it's like, bro." <laughs> Think about how much pussy like the friend you and the friends of yours that were in on this prank have missed out on because you thought it was your friends trying to get you. Oh, I, I was, I was like, skeptical of everything. every girl that reaches out. Of course, you gotta oh. have video of your first birthday. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm fucking believing anything, this. pull the passport today's paper. Yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff, bro. I had a, I had, a, I got catfished by this chick. Really? Or dude, this is this is a while back, but. The girl that was the in the photos that was being used was beautiful. And uh, so I, I was like, yo, who is this? Like, I asked Twitter. I was like, yeah, I got catfished. But I was like, who is this girl? Like, because this girl is fire. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then I DM the girl. She responded. And I was like, am I going to be the first person 
to fuck the actual <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl after around being catfish? catfish? Like, do I have enough clout? <laughs> and then she just ghosted me. But still, how dope would <laughs> that, that be? be crazy. Like, we end up getting married? Like, yeah. I get catfish with this hot chick and then find her in reality? <laughs> you the hot chick. What? And then you get like, the guy who catfished Like, we did message a little you? bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. invite him yeah, to the wedding? Yeah, invite her to the wedding. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. you tell her the did you I tell told her the whole story. You're like, you won't believe this. Can you imagine? Dude, it was so crazy. And they also sent pictures of your feet. Like, can you make sure that your feet? You just, yeah, because like, they might not have been yours, and yeah. I don't want to get double catfish. So if you could just send them feet over, that'd be weird. If I was jerking off to somebody else's feet, so if you could just send oh, those over. too, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that'd be a fucking goat story. Dude. Yeah, I couldn't pull it off, though. <laughs> you know what someone told me? That you had, uh, you were on a podcast, some, somewhere you were talking about, like, uh, having bad trips on like weed and mushrooms or oh, something mushrooms, like that. Yeah, yeah. It, mushrooms. That's what it was. Someone told, I can't yeah. remember who, but someone told me that they go, you know how like my story about like how I can't do mushrooms or whatever. Yeah. They said you were on a podcast or something telling the exact same yeah. story almost. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. And I wonder if there's like certain type of brains that just can't fucking deal with that, that shit. That could be it. That could be it. I mean, yeah, I was in. Can't uh, let go. Bro, that's gotta be a part of it. I've done. So I've, what happened? Yeah, I was, I was at, I was at Burning Man. And I did mushrooms. I think this was like maybe the second time I went to Burning Forgot Man. Forgot you're a Burning Man guy. Yeah, I love Burning Man. And uh, second time. And uh, if my wife is pregnant, inshallah, <laughs> is that wrong to go to Burning Man if she's not too deep into it? To uh, bring her? Depends no. How, no. No, 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 no. Wait, you think you have to take nine months off of doing stuff? That's kind of how yeah. I felt. What no, the you don't fuck? have to take nine months. It depends where and the I thing. I think you have to take. But I feel I mean, a little guilt. Yeah, I, I, the problem You too take the is, first day and the last day. Yeah. The, the problem, too, is if you ask her and she goes, yeah, it's fine. And you're like, but is it? Yeah. You're like, you come back and she's like, you seriously just were oh, fucking God doing DMT for the last happens. week? Like, oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Christ. That's a tough one. Yes, but I, I still You have to do pay a go. doctor to say that she has something that might be contagious and you need to stay away <laughs> I from her. stay away and burning <laughs> No, you gotta, gotta get a COVID. dry desert. You gotta yeah. hire, get a a COVID do- hire, yeah, hire a doctor to quarantine you away from That's her. That's <laughs> It happens to coincide. Yeah. Yeah, no. Anyway, wait, uh, oh yeah, so we're at my Burning Man and, uh, I did. I took mushrooms for the first time. I'm starting to feel it. I think the the thing I said is, uh, yeah, it felt like someone took the condom off colors. <laughs> Do you know, and it was just like like purple was hitting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was just the moon was just beautiful, and I just kept following it. It was uh and uh, and then I randomly got internet in the middle of the playa. And I looked at Twitter for some reason. I just saw a bunch of motherfucking hate people bagging on me, and I and it was the my trip completely flipped. Oh, that's the worst thing that you can do. Oh, I know. I should never look at my phone. And I wasn't. I didn't get internet the entire time I was there. Just randomly in this one moment. Maybe I was hallucinating. But yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> yeah, but like I just and then it completely flipped. And uh, I'd also taken some more mushrooms, too, because I thought I was like, I want to really feel it. Yeah. This colors thing is really cool, but I'm not seeing visions, as I've been told before. And um, and man, I every time I closed my eyes, I, I was in that uh, Jackie. Uh, no, sorry. Bruce Lee movie uh, is it Enter the Dragon where he's fighting the statues. But the statues were like my insecurities <laughs> manifested. <laughs> so That's I funny wanted to cut to out sit- to just like you and an empty field. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, dude. It was gnarly, man. So I couldn't go to sleep, but I was exhausted. So I'm just standing. I'm just sitting there in this Winnebago with my eyes open, staring at the ceiling, like hoping that I'll eventually just pass out. Some guy with a shell necklace having sex right beside you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, that was brutal. But I did it again, and they were kind of fun. They, oh, you got it figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't. It just doesn't. It's not as wild as I thought. Like weed is still way better, but it just makes. I think me acid so fucking, is the, the next oh, I can up. Imagine. Yeah, that's him. I think I fucked with my brother, man. I'll be honest with you. What's that? I think the acid fucked with my brother. Yeah. I know people that. Have I, I had a. I, oh, for sure. I mean, that's I, why I hesitate. I had a friend who I've said this before, but like I had a friend who he was in India and he was like a big acid guy, and he had these like two little vials of liquid acid and one of them was uh concentrate like every drop was a hundred hits Holy. and every and then the other one was every drop was one hit and, and this guy didn't and he's like didn't label <coughs> them properly and he's with this girl and then he, at one point he's just like we want to do acid and he goes I'm pretty sure it's this one. Oh god and he's wrong and he's just like not been the same <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah i remember see, i hadn't seen him for years and i go he's off and someone was like yeah you oh, took god. 200 hits of acid in one go that will fuck you up yeah well Especially if you have something under there, like I think, I think there's a lot of people where like mental illness starts to to schizophrenia in the family. Oh, specifically, which I have that. a little bit of. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, some people with weed. Like I know people who are just like weed. Just you know, if you if you're like kind of on the edge there, that's yeah. mental, mental health wise. Like it, weed could just. I get send you after over. I smoke when I smoke weed, I have so much fun. It is indescribable. The high I get from smoking weed is, it's like. Up there, Molly feels different because you just feel love. But weed, the laughter and the joy that I get from weed. I mean, if I, was I feel like it's hard to get it now because <sighs> everyone like it's not. It's like a, it's such a not. It's like having a beer for everyone. So yeah. you can't be the guy that's like, you oh, guys, like I'm that guy. <laughs> and let me tell you something. You're getting on board. You don't have a question. You're getting on board. But I'm so depressed and anxious. You're like, boys, we no. are tripping. No, no, we are boys. laughing. We are <laughs> laughing. And but I get so depressed and anxious the next day. Like I literally, wow. you're like a weed hangover. I have the most severe weed hangover for days. Wow. I'm like a shell of myself. So it sucks because this thing that I love, but I assume that's, that's what it is. Like you got to pay the price for the joy. So you, you know, you work out, you pay it before and then you feel good afterwards. And I think with the weed, for whatever reason, I have a buddy of mine, he could take Molly and feel nothing the next day. He does not feel any hangover. And I'm like, why aren't you taking Molly every day? Like, like, <laughs> the fuck, you have a gift from God. Like, just do it. This is the best feeling ever. But there's a cost for that shit. I actually want them to ban weed now because I feel like people are... I feel like people are coming to shows high. Oh yeah, banned from a yeah. lot more, and yeah. like, or they're doing edibles. And I think people just kind of relate laughter and comedy as they should, but they don't realize they're like the guy being... yelling in your face is a lot. Maybe yeah. You like... also got to follow what's going on. That was like in Toronto, they had all these weed lounges. Yeah, and, and when they introduced dabs, like when dabs showed up, game over. You're like all the comedy shows got noticeably worse, yeah. and they weren't even good to begin with. Yeah, but they got so much worse because everybody was just like catatonic. They yeah. were so fried. They were just like. And you're like, this is not good. And also, you want people to feel things like in a comedy show. Like, I don't want you to be too relaxed. I, I want you to be anxious. I want to be able to, like, make you feel uncomfortable. And I feel like if you're high, you're like, it's impossible to make me feel uncomfortable. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. these are just words that are coming in your mouth. It's yeah. okay. I don't give a fuck. And I've seen that couple people in the audiences. Or I'm just bombing. <laughs> it could be just me bombing because <laughs> no, no. all these people are high yeah why, why, why are you all stop high? doing edibles <laughs> no there was this girl last night though and i asked her and i was like i was like are you okay is everything because i thought she didn't speak english because she was kind of giving me that like blank stare and uh and her boyfriend answered for her and was like no nah, we just hit, took edibles and I'm like, why would you ruin this experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, go to a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, movie's better. Go watch like everything, whatever, all at once or those shit. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot say that fucking title to save my life either. Yeah. 
Everything, everywhere. everywhere. Everything I mean, they one. have hot dog hands. Take an edible. You'll love it. Yeah. Their hands turn into hot dogs. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's for people on <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two questions. Let's do our thing. Uh, this is the first one. Is uh, so? Do you know what a bug man is? No. Okay, so we do this. Uh, we're doing this competition to see who's the least of a bug man. But okay. bug man's guy who can't fix anything. Uh, it was originally DJ's like a modern, basically modern city man that like doesn't. Know how. So that's the question man. was. Are you, we talk about it a lot. Oh so the question was, is, are you a bug man? Embarrassingly so. Do you hire th- people to fix it? I think me fixing somebody something is me hiring someone to fix something. Uh huh. Uh, and like, yeah, it is bad. I am. I am. How do you react to people calling that manly? Like, do you think that 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 you think that they're wrong or wait 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 well people associate it's like you can't fix stuff and i'm always like okay yeah i don't do my job and then come home and do someone else's job <laughs> that's a good point too yeah i haven't really thought about it because i grew up in new york where everybody can't fix shit so they I can't don't even drive weird. cars here exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like i can at least drive a car you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool for me. Yeah, I think if I lived on a ranch and I was a bug man, I'd be a loser. But I live in New York where I can like hire people. To Everyone's bug man. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I never really felt bad about it at all. Like ever. if you if you and if you and your wife like buy something, yeah. would you attempt to put that together, and what would it be a mess? I, this is how much of a bug man I am. My wife put together our closets. She's hung most of the things on the walls. I thought you were just gonna say she's hung. <laughs> like, it's one of those. Not that progressive. No. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like she actually did all that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I make I make money. Making a girl yeah. do stuff is great. Oh no no, she <laughs> wants to do it. I make the money, and then you do whatever you want with the money. Well, a lot of times they want to do it because they don't trust you to do it. <laughs> yeah, that also she shouldn't trust me, and I wouldn't do it. Uh-huh. If she's like, can you build this closet? I'd be like, I'll hire someone. Hire yeah. a guy. What about yeah. like hanging a, a like a picture? Hire a guy. Hire a guy. Yeah, hire a guy. Hanging a picture, even. Yeah. So yeah, this is I peak mean, bug man form. Yeah, like what? If, the peak we, male form. <laughs> who, who am I? I mean, like, do bug men or what is it? Not in bug man. A man. So, a man. Okay. <laughs> So what do men do? Like, what do like manly men do? Do they call their friends? Be like, dude, I hung a photo of me and my wife today. It's just another day. I think they belch after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be in that conversation with them, and I'll be like, um, yeah, like I made millions of dollars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. How about you come over and hang some shit at my house? I'll give you fucking two thousand dollars, and I'll yeah. throw it at you. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, next time you're hanging shit, I want to watch. How much would it be just to watch and beat off in the corner? I'll just. What is it? Hancock myself. <laughs> yeah, I feel no insecurity about hiring another dude to do manly shit about Neither do I've never have no. either. But yeah. like, there's, it's almost like it has become a thing where in the last little bit, like people have been giving dudes shit who don't want to fucking fix shit. Yeah, I mean, if I if that was the only thing that I could do, I would give dude shit about that. You're right. It's probably yeah. If you're like the you know, uh, you them work, jockeying work for, for the position. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all just jockeying. Yeah, that's smart. Do it. You're, I got us. you. You're you right. You gotta compete with us. Call <laughs> us bug men or whatever. That's exactly yeah. what it is. They, yeah. yeah, they go to the, the girl that you're talking to, and they're like, you know, he's a bug man. He can't even fix shit. And yeah. she's like, but he works at JP Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Yo, do you know how much his bonus was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's fine. <laughs> that was that was the first one, and then this the the last question was uh, people want to know the which top tens a lot, but like let's say top three heavies of all time. Oh, and people don't know heavies one. is heavies is the pop top three heavies <laughs> of all time um, for you. That's a fucking great question, to be honest. I mean, we have to put Yomi in there just because 
you know, she's so instrumental. Yomi Park. Yeah, Yomi legendary Park. Legendary heavy. Yeah, super. Le- they're legendary heavies. They're not the top ones, but they're legendary. Yeah. Do um, the legendary heavies have to all be big, or sometimes they just want to be nice? No. Do you want to know legendary heavies? I'm going to throw one out right now. Um, oh, my God. What the fuck is her name? <laughs> she was in Wild Things. Denise Richards. Denise Richards. Okay. Wild Things. <laughs> champagne yeah. scene. Oh. Those were Fucking incredible! Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing! Well, you gotta right look there. this up. I you, got this shit seared into my oh, goddamn yeah. brain. I never forgot. I'm that. going to Mr. Skin. Oh, <laughs> Do you guys remember Mr. Skin? No. no, what's Mr. Skin? I think it was Mr. Skin, but he basically anytime a girl ever got nude in a in a, in a movie, he had that was the whole Catalog. website. Yeah, yeah. So amazing. you type in an actress, and she knows anytime. Like oh. he even showed like it'll a nipple be, or whatever. That'll be first one. I mean, that scene was legendary. What's her name? Matt Denise Dillon. Richards. Denise Richards. She was married to Charlie Sheen. Yes. Um, I'm saying Denise Richards put boobs. Denise, <laughs> no, no, no. Put Denise Richards wild things. Wild things, boobs. yeah. And well, it is just was, yeah, yeah, iconic. Okay. Her and Nev Campbell, right? That, and that Nev scene. Campbell wouldn't even take her top off because oh, she's so there we go. We got with. it. And it's t- who is this guy? That's a, this is what we're talking it's about, Matt right? Matt Dillon, right? Yeah, it's Matt Dillon. Oh, dude, yeah. Matt but Dillon. you don't even see the cannons right there. I mean, look at that right there. That's all oh, cannons. Cannon yeah. alert. Okay, we I can't, mean, can't put that on the screen right there. Fantastic tip. <laughs> um, and then number three. Woo! Okay, nice I'm heavy. I'm trying to think. Number three, a just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, this is a brand new one, and I actually have to see them full form. Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put a trans chick in there right now. Um, this uh, this young milk queen, uh, Sydney, Sydney Sweeney. That is a legendary heavy. He's right. I mean, that. You, oh, Danny's playing dumb. No, I don't. Never, never seen him. Euphoria, the blonde. She's in oh, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's in everything. I know, right I know. Right yeah. Stack, yeah, yeah. stack. The skinny, the skinny with the huge tit combo is always just a fascinating thing to see. Yeah. I know. It's just so peculiar. Like, how how does that work? Especially if it's natural. It's like a hormonal problem or something. It must like, be. It's a defect. It's, yeah. It seems like the it's like in the like an elephantitis or, or something <laughs> like that, right? Like, there's just some weird disease they got that worked Dude, out. Dude, I had a kid in my camp who. Elephantitis of the balls, and he literally had a no. sling that had to go around his neck. That like, hunt, like that's not true. I swear, no. It was they were like he had. It was like a real condition. <laughs> Only got, his balls. He got ragged on so hard. They he were had like a fucking sling that goes through his thing. And this is a Jewish school. Jewish camp, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the most Jewish camp thing to have that condition. We go. I uh, have uh, elephantitis of the balls. And uh, yeah, That's I can't remember what his funny. name was, but dude, it was like uh, that was a thing in our camp. I mean, he's 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 put here to repopulate <laughs> the world yeah, with Jews. Like, he's, like, he's like, I'm the stud. He's I'm got the- six million right there. <laughs> like, you need to let him go to work. He's like that tortoise that repopulated the island. <laughs> Have you heard about this? No. There was like a turtle, and the species was going extinct. And this one turtle named Jose, obviously, <laughs> it was like, it was like, I got this, and he just repopulated a thousand kids or something like that. That kid, yeah, dude, Ira, yeah. or whatever his name was, probably something like that. Oh Gamer. my, you got to let that man at it, bro. You got to take him over to Williamsburg and then huge just, ball, huge balls. Yeah, his name's Hugh. Fill him up. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Those are three great heavies. Yeah, I would say that I was even going to say that, like, I feel like a new one was Emily Radzikowski, but I agree with you. Sydney Sweeney pushed her out. Yeah. She's the new her. Yeah, I can't. Now, Emily Radzikowski has a podcast. You can't have nice tits and do a fucking podcast. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> no, and thanks. I, and I think I get annoyed with the whole, like, uh, you know, women are objectified, but keep objectifying me. 
She's you annoying. Know, like, yeah. Hands down, she's annoying. It's Sydney what, Sweeney yeah, has yeah, a yeah. set What did you just do with your hands, hands down? <laughs> right? That was hands down? Hands okay, because I saw that and I was like, gay, gay, gay. And then I was like, oh, hands down. Got it, got it, got it. This I bitch, picked up on that too. This fucking bitch. If that, make, if that makes it into your act, as like I go to her, I go. everybody in the audience is like, ew. That's my catchphrase. Yeah, Boys, when I see that girl's annoying, I yeah. think we could say, hands down. <laughs> But isn't that a weird? Like that's this weird type of feminism where it's like, stop looking at my body, but also look at my body. Yeah. Well, because they obviously still a model. realize that they get all this stuff from their body. They're like, well, we don't want to lose all the. But the it's like, benefits. oh, what? Yeah. I'm just an object. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the patriarchy. Yet everything I've ever done in my life is surrounded by and supported by the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, just, it. yeah the patriarchy disappears. So you know what? I don't look at your tits anymore. Nah, tits yeah. are out for that's me, That's your That's your punishment. <laughs> yeah, you okay? right. We won't object. You don't want the patriarchy? You're not getting me looking at them fucking fat knocks anymore. I'm taking a stand. That's what we got to do, we fellas. We're going on strike. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of tits out there. <sighs> Top three heavies. Great answer. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Okay. Oh, but we got a bonus heavy coming at you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like Bonus iconic, heavy on the Patreon. <laughs> iconic heavies. Like... I like a natch. I like a natural heavy. Yeah. So I got to think on it. I don't know. For next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely next time. For the next top time, three were fire. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, a, a, a reverse great heavy from Emily Rajakowski. Yeah. You can beat it and stop podcasting. That's yes. our game. <laughs> but you should have her on the pod. Yeah. She's not invited. <laughs> She's you know what's going to happen? She's going to be on the podcast. And afterwards, there's a prank. We go, we weren't filming. Beat it. <laughs> <laughs> A pretty big favor you asked. Yeah, like, you were right. begging me to do this. <laughs> yeah, and we weren't filming. There's no, there's no cards in these cameras. She's like, okay, All right, gotcha. The worst gotcha ever. Flag or two podcast. Yeah. Brilliant idiots. Actually, the thing we were talking about before. That's how I originally knew you, even before comedy. Was like a fucking. One of my black friends listened to Brilliant Idiots. Respect. Yeah, like r- very, very early on. Right, black friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You got White Man Can't Jump, right? Yeah, I got a couple lines in that one. That was oh, fun. White Dude, Man so Can't cool. Jump. Yeah, that was fun. So that Hell one's yeah. like coming out soon, actually. Soon, right? Shit. Yeah. I think so. Him and Dinklage, buddy cop movie. That would be <laughs> awesome. Dude, I got to pitch that to Dink, man. <laughs> the, the Dink. buddy cop movie would be fun. The Dink and the Dong. The Dink and be- the Dong. <laughs> Who's who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be sick. All right, good. I got something to pitch. That's what we got something to pitch. Yeah. Okay, sick. Dude, Dinklage as a cop in a buddy cop? <laughs> right? That is fire. Oh, that's fun. That's we're fun. We gotta write it. <laughs> we're cooking. We gotta write it. Well, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, thanks dude, you're the best. And thanks always for congrats on helping me on everything. Of course, Thank man. You. you guys are killing it, man. Keep up great work. Thanks, so. Peace. Peace. Here are the rules. Urban Dictionary describes a bug man. I think I'm the dresser for the, the bug man competition. I just move faster. I think a little bit faster. You doing a bug man comp too? Uh, we're going to get a product that has the most amount of low review. Almost impossible to <laughs> Read the instructions, start to finish, and then get started. I think that's my key to success. This is the screwdriver, right? Oh, that's, that's the wrench. Oh, that's the wrench? Danny was going to be scrolling through the instructions. Top. All right, what's your cheapest hammer? <laughs> Clock starts now. Yeah. So can we rent all that? Yeah, cool. Well, we don't rent measuring tape. What the fuck is that? How many women does it take to install a light bulb? One now. <laughs>